We're going back out to the West Coast once again to talk all things Pac-12 and how much longer Chip Kelly might have on UCLA, plus conference realignment, plus baseball awards, plus Thursday night football, and who are the best quarterbacks coming down the home stretch before the playoffs start. This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome, welcome back once again to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. This is Chad the Mark with Mr. Brown, Canadian Biggie, Mongo. All right, good to see you. We missed you last week, Mongo. Well, we, you really didn't miss me. No, you, we truly did. You sexually harassed me in the bathroom of the Civic Center. That did happen. Mm-hmm. It did. I don't know if I said that on air last uh, week, but I think I told you guys when we went to the Tool concert. Uh, well, maybe that's the wrong word. Yeah, he came into the bathroom and sexually harassed so me. So let me ask you this, because you've seen the memes about it. When you were pissing at the urinal, did he come piss right beside of you, even though it was empty, or did he oh, leave yeah. the space? Right beside me, yeah. said some inappropriate things, and then realized yeah. it's me. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I was just playing around. I'm like, then why the tub of Vaseline and the cucumber? Yeah, you'll we'll find it. out, buddy. Yeah. It's so a concert. Those- you gotta be got to be ready for anything. It's like sea bass and Dumb and Dumber. That's, That's who you were at that point. Yeah. FYI. <laughs> Do they have individual urinals there, or is it the trough? It's no, individual. No, it's, yeah. it's individual. Yeah. It's at least a little classy. But It was very kind of you to hold it for me. Uh, you're welcome, buddy. It didn't take a lot of effort. I did uh, get called a dummy by Kurt Maynard. Why, why did that happen? All right, so during the concert. We're talking about a Tool concert. The Tool concert. The, tool concert. the last song, he was like, okay, you all can photograph and video for the oh, yeah, yeah, last yeah. one right but no, oh you were the dummy but no flashes i was the dummy you were the dummy oh wow that you don't ruin a good thing for it now they'll never come back because you're the dumbass yeah you're that like one of, of them swifties taking over the show if you guys are listening it's mongo and if you want his address um we can get it for you yeah uh, if he makes it out of here alive didn't he wear a Jerry West jersey half the show? That was our boy Ashley Harper, man. That's insanity. Yeah. yeah. So uh, during the sound check, Ashley uh Well, they had an intermission. He It was during the intermission, okay. Yeah, so they cuz they took a break, which I guess they don't always do, mm-hmm. and they did. So whenever they walked away, Ashley was sitting down on the floor and was like Hey, yo, and threw him his Jerry West. So I noticed the Jerry West jersey when they came back out because yeah, he Danny Carey wore the. He started with this big drum solo, so he was the only one up there, and you mm-hmm. saw him for like twenty minutes, just fucking around, going crazy. You know what he thought too? As soon as they said this, because he's like, "Man, this place is going to explode. Give me that shit." Uh, it worked, <laughs> but he typically does wear like a basketball jersey. Yeah, and we don't have like a pro team or anything, so just the. It was it was good, and you know if you're gonna lose a jersey to somebody, that's a hell of a way to lose it, I guess. Ashley, he knows a lot about Tool, and that he wears the jerseys, so he formulated this plan, and it came to fruition. He did. He had done his homework and his research, and he he was all over it. But that was, uh, I guess, you were just still recovering from the concert last yeah. week, so we yeah. didn't get you. But I, I tell you what, we got a packed show. We're we're talking to a buddy uh, that we found out in California, and. He just seems like he's got a lot to get off his chest. Me and Biggie got an interview with him. He's a UCLA guy. The Pac-12 is in the twilight of his existence, so we look forward to that coming up. We'll talk more college football there. Definitely got some NFL to talk about. Uh, But before we do that, you know, we did have the baseball season come to a close. We had some awards come out. And I know there was one specifically you were really fired up about, Mr. Brown. And you actually cut a promo and we shared it with the masses. I mean, it was the NL Manager of the Year award. With uh, Skip Schumacher, I already went into detail, but so so for people that don't know, Skip Schumacher is the manager of the 
Is it Miami Marlins? Miami Marlins. How we say it now, not Florida. The 84 win Miami Marlins. Third place place in their divisions, fifth best team in the National League. Were their expectations that bad? So to me, everyone predicted them third or fourth. Which is what they did. They finished third. I get they went from like 69 wins to 84 wins, but like – this this literally is the definition of a participation trophy. So who should have won? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm with you. Like, I, I'm definitely not excited well, about it. I saw a lot of other people it's like, It's a regular really? season award, so clearly it should have been Brian Snicker. And that's not me being a homer. It, it but, has nothing to do with the playoffs. And if that's even if that's the case, like, couldn't you make a better argument for Arizona's skipper? That's what I was thinking. If you're going to go that route, it should have went to that would have been a better guy. candidate than freaking Skip, for sure. I mean, I wouldn't have been mad about that. See, the thing about, like, the manager of the year, the regular season awards, if you look at it, like, Snitker should have won it. If you look over time, like, say, if you look at the NFL, Bill Belichick's probably got three. Andy Reid's got, you know, three. Yeah, Bill's got three. My point being, you could give it to him every year, but you don't. Atlanta's manager should have gotten it this year. I could see if it was Bobby Cox and he had 17 of them. Here's the thing, though. Yeah, Snitker's been in an organization for 40 years, so you don't have that many accolades at the major league level, first of all. Baltimore won it, or Carlos Hyde, their manager, won it. The Makes best, sense. The best regular season team in the AL. And, and, and they all, farly exceeded. The only difference is they had no expectations. So now if you have expectations, all of a sudden you just get pushed to, oh, it'll be third place and you can work your way up. Well, I don't even think it's so much about record, right? Like just your your eye test on who, I just, who led and I feel and like if you have the expectations, then like let's say you feel like you're a 95-win team going in and you win 95 or 100, then no one cares. I mean, you could make an argument they should have been better than what their record was given their rotation and some of the young bats they got. Like, they're not a bad team. Who, Florida? Yeah. I think the expectation. Miami, my bad. Yeah, easy. I I cut it in half, though. Here's my thing. So, anybody that watches baseball knows the Florida Marlins rotation is one of the best in baseball. They have a lot of young live arms. Secondly, their boy is the face of MLB The Show. (laughs) I'm not saying he's the best player, but damn it, he's on there. So, don't act like they don't have nobody. Well, they don't have any fans. You've been trying to give away a Marlins World Series program since a we've started this podcast. A 2003 World Series program when they beat the Yankees. Just trying to give it away. Give it away to a Marlins fan, and I can't even get one to step forward and say, I'll take that kind, sir. <laughs> so to, uh, to follow up on your point about it being a regular season award, when we look at Mike Trout, who has no postseason feats, he's played, what, three postseason games? How many MVPs does he have? Three? Yeah, Mike but, Trout, no, just listen. If he hits 320 with 48 bombs and 120 RBIs on a 64-win team, he can win MVP. It's best player in the regular season. Best team in the regular season was the Atlanta Braves, so Snitaker should have won it. If you're going to do it on the player side, do it on the manager side. I, I agree. I don't. This is the oh, whole issue I, I have with like the baseball writers, though. It's just everything's so inconsistent. So, real quick, two of my guys I said I think should have been ahead of them, but I didn't mention Arizona, which you guys are right, because – I said Snicker, not just because they did exceed expectations, because preseason said, is it going to be the Mets? Is it going to be the Phillies? The Braves are probably going to be there. And you thought they'd win 95 games, but they won 104 games. And 40% of the rotation was out for the year, this year. And, like, I mean. So that's a better job managing the situation, not just rolling with yeah, what they, you Yeah, they mashed their way to a lot of wins because they – Tied the home run record, 307 home runs for in a single season. However, every two out of every five games, they knew it was a spot starter coming up for the minor leagues, and we just got out mashed you today. It's crazy. 
See, here's the thing: as being a Patriots fan for the best part of this decade, they've been for the most part of this decade they've been best team in the NFL. Not this decade, but you need to recognize your calendar. I'm sorry, this century, this decade, this it is century, not been good. this century. Uh, <laughs> that sounds better. That sounds better anyway. And my my point being, how many times do you win MVP or uh, Coach of the Year? When you're expected to win 12 or 13 oh, yeah. games, you get but you do it every year. To me, there is more pressure when you're expected to win 95 to win 100 than when you think you're going to go from 69 wins to 84. You're playing with house money. There's no pressure. No, I'm with, like, how many MVPs does Michael Jordan have versus how many he should have? Exactly. I, I get it. I mean, that's what I was saying. Like in baseball, Tani and Aaron Judge. Like, I mean, just think about this. D. Rose has one too many MVPs, really. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Well, the other thing I had the thought of there was your Florida Marlins uh, World Series Miami program. Marlins. Miami Marlins. Oh, Marlins. oh, no. That they were the Florida, Florida Marlins then. What? Bad. 2003? Yeah, they were Florida. That thing you can't give away, it's the opposite of the menu on the Titanic, which went hey, for like 110000 I saw that. How much did it go for? 110000 I think. Uh, how many people died inside out. of a Maybe tin Maybe it was 10000 that. Did you see about the... Uh, uh, pirate treasure off of, is it Venezuela or Colombia? I did not. There's, uh, <laughs> the government's getting involved now, and I guess they say it would be worth, like, billions. It's the, it's the biggest treasure that could ever be recovered. And American uh, divers found it, like, back in the 80s, but the government, I can't remember if it's Venezuela or Colombia, but it's one of those. And I guess they're, like, putting pressure on the government to go down and try to go. They say it might be worth, like, a billion dollars. I've heard they've put it off for all these decades because the rumor is is that there is a Venezuelan sloth protecting this thing. I don't know. So, I mean, it's kind of intimidating. <laughs> is Venezuela near Uruguay? No. I mean, Damn. they're on the same continent, but no, they are not connected. Okay. Uh, before we move off of... He says uh, Uruguay. Like he says, New Orleans. New Orleans. They're going to know I'm not a local when I move there next year. Uh, before we move off baseball, NL, AL MVP. That's tonight. Who you got? I mean, it's clearly Otani and Acuna. Right. It should be. It, it should be. I just. I don't know. Well, so was that any of the Cy Youngs throw you for a curveball? Every other award seem okay? Cy Youngs were good. I uh, thought so. Snell had a great year. He was the, he's the seventh Padre. And Garrett Cole no, on the fifth, other side. Fifth Padre ever. And uh, Randy Jones is one of them, and he's in the baseball group. Nice. Yeah. And you get him on here to talk yeah. about Cy Youngs. But, uh, I, 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 I was fine with Snell, and then Garrett Cole, man, on a sad Yankee season, man, just went out there and dominated every fifth day all season long. Well, we'll see uh, if they screw that part up like they did the managers, but I'd say that one's probably going to fall in line just fine. But, you know, it's uh, after this, we just got to wait on the hot stove stuff to start uh, unraveling and whatnot. But I, I think, uh, you know, there'll be plenty of time for that as the offseason unfolds. But I guess, uh, you know, before we uh, jump away and, and go out west and talk with our, our boy about the Pac-12, just wanted to kind of hit some NFL stuff real quick. So we have the uh, Thursday night game that's going to be on here this evening. I don't know if we'll be recording for it or not, but I'm excited. One of the best in weeks. It's, it and is. I hate this division. It's, it's, Amazon paid double to get this game. They, they had to pull some strings to make this one happen, but this is kind of a do or die for the Bengals. Uh, the Ravens choked away one last week, but let's start there. Deshaun Watson and the Browns inside this division. He, I guess, is out for the year now. Shoulder surgery. And, and he, did you see where he didn't want to have it done? Like, he's just like, shoot me up and let me play. Like, Bud Kilmer is going to come in the locker room and 
Shut that door, Moxon. We got. We got. He was really fine with trying to play. Yeah, it's what they say. Like he, I mean, he, if that's true, you love that as a teammate. They said it was not his choice to shut it down. It was the organization. When you pay a guy two hundred thirty million, you want him to be there past this year. Baker Mayfield's pissed because no, he's, he's like, probably, when I was hurt. He, he didn't shut me prob- down. He honestly was thinking he probably wanted to go out there and just get it over with and just end his career. I mean, he's getting <laughs> guaranteed money anyway. Is this the worst trade in NFL history now? Yes. Like just the wasn't amount- it three first rounders and like two other picks. Two first rounders, I remember. It might have been. It was three. five total. Yeah, and well, I think the thing that makes it the worst trade in history, and only a Brown Super Bowl appearance can salvage this, is the fact that you traded for him. He didn't play last year because he suspended eleven games. He got five games. This year, you got a team that could win that division, and he's done for. Like, how many years into this of two hundred thirty guaranteed million dollars are you going to get a full season out of your quarterback? Well, not this year, but uh, uh, it was two first rounders, a second round, a fourth round, and a fifth round. Holy God. What's the price per win here so far? Gee, it's got to be at like $40 million a win. Mongo, shut the hell up, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You're still with us. Yeah, I'm still here. I I mean, they when they made the trade, they knew he was suspended. So that wasn't a surprise for them. It was maybe more of a surprise for us that they would make that trade. I think you're just excited and blinded by things because his boy Justin Fields is coming back this week. Ah, uh, nope. I I'd rather have Badgent. <laughs> I you know what he's he's won some games not see, because of him but in spite. I of I want to see Badgent throwing to Marvin Harrison Jr. next year. Let's go. The thing <laughs> is, is like people people are hard on him because he hasn't looked great. But um, he said hard. He's a rookie. He's a rookie that came from a Division two school. I'm telling you right now, I'm just watching him because the Raiders started a rookie last two games, and they're 2-0, and but I'm more impressed with Badger than I am with uh, Rosie O'Connell or whatever his name is. <laughs> Rosie O'Connell. Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. I see what you did there. Aiden O'Connell. Oh, disparage, my boy. Oh, we, we glossed over something real quick I want to jump back to just because we were talking baseball, and this has to do with the Raiders and football. Is Oakland the – First city to lose all major sports franchises and not have anything left. Uh, it has to be. I mean, I mean is anybody? I, no, I know. Like, are we when we go all major? We're saying they had multiple, right? They had, they had two the or three, three of the big four. Okay, because to me, it's the only one I can think of. Because you can think of baseball teams or football teams, and uh, it was the only one in the city that moved. That doesn't count to me. So if you go all three but of even them, even who? Like who are you talking about? I got some. You got you one. It? I know one city that's lost two out of three. Well, who's that? Seattle. Yeah, but they've been able to no, keep the they football. They lost the though. Supersonics, and they lost the Seattle Pilots to Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah that, that but the, was But what, then they got the Mariners back. and no, then I'm they just have, saying. Right. No, you're – But it's – Yeah. You get something back eventually, maybe. I don't know. It doesn't seem like it. It don't. It, so, it like, seems like it's mass exodus. Like, they lost the Warriors. I had two Warriors. cities in mind. They, I lost, had, they lost the Warriors, technically, but they just they lost They just went across the Bay to San Francisco. But it's still not in Oakland. Uh, I had Seattle in mind. The other one I had in mind was St. Louis. Yes, yeah, yes. but the Cardinals have been there forever. You lost the Cardinals. You lost the Rams. When did they lose the Cardinals? Back in the day, you had a uh, – oh, Saint- no, that was the Kansas City Royals. Yeah. So I, I was thinking St. Louis, Kansas there. City lost. That's what I'm saying. Most yeah, cities Car- always have been there forever. Kansas City went to Sacramento, the Kings. Right. The so Royals, different cities, yeah. obviously. I, I was getting mixed up, my bad. But, but the the point is, like most cities, at least it's hang got, on. It's to, gotta be the first time ever. They hang on to one. 
Like you had Marshawn Lynch showing up to city council meetings trying to make a play for it, you know, and they didn't care. Like it's just they couldn't make a deal. Here's why I don't get. How is your city that bad underfunded? Like professional franchises bring in a lot of money, typically, right? Ticket sales, merchandise, the 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 uh yeah. if you go to Braves games, they got six blocks of merchandisers around them. How are you so bad off that you lose like legendary franchises? It's not like the Marlins left town. Well, you got to convince. No, th- think about the area there now. So, like, what makes us think that California should just be able to automatically maintain all these franchises as big of a shit show it is now? You know what I mean? Yeah, you're so right. You, you know what? San Fran, San Diego, L.A. Speaking of San Fran, Sacramento. So, <laughs> so like, to, for them to have to lose a city, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not surprised it's falling apart because it is. Off the top of my head, and we'll double-check this later, I think there's 11 professional franchises in the state of California alone between the three sports. Well, so you're right. How quick. do you support them all? You got you got the Rams and Chargers. If you, you got the Lakers and Clippers. Right, 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 right. You got the Kings. You got the Warriors. You have um, Padres. Padres. Dodgers. Dodgers. Giants. A's. Not now. Well, but yeah. That would have been 10. No, that would have been about 10. It. To me, maybe it was a saturated product. And then you, you know also I mean? because have of the area. LA, LA Kings, San Jose Sharks. San Jose Sharks. The area uh, is too saturated geez. with pro sports. Did so we say me, the Niners? Anaheim Mighty Ducks. But you, Sorry. My God. No, you, you lose. <laughs> yeah, they don't need it all. Screw them. You You're lose right. one team, and the city of Vegas now gets their only pro teams in each sport. To me, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. I wonder if our guest lives in San Francisco. Did you see where they got rid of all the homeless because uh, the, pres- was coming the president of China yeah. was coming? And they I got it. That. Now it looks like a brand new city. And it's like, what the hell they've been doing the whole time? Why did they? All of a sudden, they're like, nope, we got to get these pandas back. <laughs> what the hell? Nobody has anything to say about that. I'm just speaking into an echo chamber here. I'm waiting for Mongo's moment, so I think he's got something in the chamber for that one. I like, don't. No, not for San Francisco. Mongo, are you zooted? I don't even know what that means. Okay. I hope he's okay. It's a little quiet tonight. He's like, I can't get a word in edgewise with you assholes. So, yeah, it'll come. I'll come to life. <laughs> My question is this, being our resident baseball guy, the A's are going to uh, Las Vegas. What do you think that their average attendance will be in their first year? So, you're, like you just said, Vegas gets its own team. Correct. There was times where they had like the anti-protest, and they would actually get you know people to show up. But there, when the Mariners played them, there's a lot of times there's only three thousand people in stands. So, how many people do they get to show up their first year in Vegas? I don't know uh, what the capacity is at the stadium at all. I haven't researched it, but I guarantee you it, they'll average between twenty-five to thirty k the first year at minimum. Yeah, I was gonna say if they're if they're closer to twenty, that's a big disappointment. And just tell like Vegas. I think Vegas could support a thirty k. You think crowd. about it I like this: so. if you go to Vegas, Chad, you used to go when you worked for Lowe's, right? You yes, spent sir. a week down there. I've so been if you're to Vegas week, many a time, if your week down there is during the baseball season, they're home. What are tickets in the bleachers? Thirty bucks. You're going to a couple games. Right? Why not? And that's the thing. But here's the weirdest part about Vegas sports, and I would never want to be a Vegas athlete. No home field. There is no home field because there's so many tourists there just wanting to see the whatever event's going on that you they don't even care who wins. So which one has a lesser home field advantage? Vegas or LA? With oh, the Rams Vegas for sure. Vegas. Yeah, because Vegas is so accessible through flight and stay, it's so cheap. 
Yeah. I, I and mean, L.A. has a tradition already, so they already got that on their side. It's not great. Like, LA, L.A.'s the worst outside of Vegas, I think. And it's not saying Vegas is bad. It's just what they are. It's what the demographic is. I mean, it's, no, you'll make money, but it, it would be weird as an athlete for me. Right. I mean, I, I guess, uh, I don't know, man. You just, it'd be weird because you don't have that. I, even with the Raiders and as, you know, fevered pitch as their fan base can get, it's never that. You know, they, they don't seem like they have the, the home field going crazy. But were you just not seeing this for the first time? I don't know what it is. That's what just the local news is on. Gas outage. Yeah. It's been out the, all week. The west side in Charleston don't have no gas. Like, just to fill up? No, like no. natural gas. Oh, like, they can't like heat their homes. Residents so. haven't had heat and hot water for Old a week. Oh, Boss Hog showed up uh, today. On to the, try just to, on, the, uh, on the west side. Yeah, just oh, on the west side. Not okay. a big deal. But it's oh, a big wow. deal for us. As a reference point before <laughs> we move on this. local news ever, so that's what stood out, right? I never watched local <laughs> news. This freaked me out. I thought it was like something that we needed to be concerned about. <laughs> it's CNN. <laughs> All right. Sorry, guys. As a reference point, when stuff like this happens, as a guy who works in the trace office, I had this happen to me when I was in North Dakota once. When they go to turn this gas back on, they have to go door to door and check your system before they can turn your gas back on. Boom. Don't want nothing bad to That's why it's taking so long, people. All right, so we're, we're going to come back from our interview and after the break here in a second, we're going to go through our tiered quarterback list that we all made uh, and put out there. But before we do that, let's talk about our power rankings in the NFL. Just, you know, that, I think we held true on the Bills, right? We didn't have the Bills last week and they were hanging on. I then, want Brad to start our power you, rankings. Do you want to get that off your chest? You just want to. Damn straight. <laughs> Someone at the beginning of the year got, I, I took a lot of shit for saying the Bills would regress. And uh, they wouldn't make the playoffs. Did I give year. you shit? Would you yeah. say a lot of All shit? All three of you did. Oh, so when just I gave you a lot of shit. I don't know. We're having to check the tape on that one. All right, well, go, go ahead. Let him go, though. What you got? Because I, I thought the Jets also would be a better team. So go ahead. Yeah, even really, all that is is one more win for the Jets or one more win for the Bills. That's all it is. Yeah. As far as which one overtakes each other. But the thing is, the wild card competition is so tight. That's where they're. That's where they're not going to make it. It's nice and tight. It's really so sad. tight. <laughs> what's um, what, what's going to be the uh, the teams that are just going to fall apart now that are in our rankings? So I guess uh, I'm trying to pull up what we had. Let me see if I can find the video here real quick. But we had um, – so we, had, we still have the Bengals at number 10. Um, as a Bengals fan, I had them at 11, to be honest with you. I had so them at 11. I was surprised. But I think a couple of you guys had them at 10, and we just – had so many teams that we were just worlds apart on. Uh, Dolphins, we have at nine. It's like the Dolphins just end up there because they can't beat a good team, but they beat bad teams. They've had three games against teams above 500, you know, playoff caliber contenders. They've lost all three. Chiefs, Eagles, Bills. Well, lost. now the Bills have fell apart, but right. they only beat bad teams. They lost bad this week, too. They lost real bad. That reminds me of the Cowboys only beat Dolphins bad teams. didn't play this week. Uh, I'm, I was looking at the Jaguars who were next. I'm sorry. Yeah, so Florida the Jaguars team. to me is my most satisfying game of the week because <laughs> we all went back and forth on the Niners. And they had the thing, you know, it was pretty good. The Niners are backs against the wall. If they hadn't lost three straight, they probably don't trade for Chase Young. They come out of the bye. Everybody's healthy. Debo, Trent Williams. They whipped their ass. 
That was in Jacksonville too, right? Jacksonville had won five straight and was also coming off a bye. Despite them winning five straight, the Jags, have you all seen Trevor Lawrence's numbers? I I, I think you guys have because, uh, like I said, we're going to talk about our we're, best we're, remaining quarterback. I found here. that out today and it opened <laughs> my eyes. That's all I want to say. Uh, uh, ain't no it. sunshine for that boy. I spoke about it on an earlier show. They're winning games where he's only thrown for 150 yards a yeah. game. And that's fine if it works, but when it doesn't, you know, that's a glaring opportunity. He's no Doug Williams, that's for sure. <laughs> ETN. He's well, missed day in 1980, by the way. ETN, really? uh, fantasy-wise, he's looking great because he's scoring touchdowns. That's all I care about. But he's only rushing for like 50, 60 yards a game. As long as he gets in the end zone, pal. But All right, Dallas is number seven. I, so, Dallas, to me, and the Jags, they're one and the same. They beat bad teams. Dallas is I think Dallas seven. is definitely better. I think Dallas and the Dolphins are the same in each conference. I yeah, ag- that's what I meant. Dallas and the Dolphins. <laughs> I'd agree with that. You're right. That's I thought that, but I said it differently. They beat bad teams really badly, and they struggle against good teams. They beat the Giants 89-17 this year. Woo-hoo. Take those numbers out and see where you're at. All right, we had Cleveland at number six, and this was before the Deshaun Watson news. So I guess my question is, will you guys anticipate on having Cleveland in the top ten after this week? Probably not, but B.J. Walker's been a good – They're not – that's not who they're, they're not starting him. They're going with the rookie. Ooh. That's okay. insane to me because P.J. I felt like held it down. I mean, he wasn't playing bad. I mean, it, it was okay. That defense record. is legit, right? Who's the rookie? Do we have a name? It's three names. That's all I remember. You Come might want to look, you might wanna look it up. John Wilkes Booth? All right, it's cool. not John's Wilkes <laughs> We'll come back oh, to that during our pick. Lee Harvey Watson. All right, so is that, that who real? it is? Lee Harvey. Oh. No, he's just doing more assassin <laughs> oh. names. Oh. Biggie, you need to look it up now because you're being a jackass. You got to help. All right, us, I'll look it up. Recovered. All right, Biggie's got the quarterback here for Cleveland. What's his name? Dorian Thompson Robinson DTR, and it's fitting DTR. because without looking further, you know where DTR played? Did you play at Texas? UCLA. Was it oh, kill the guy? Perfect for this interview coming up. <laughs> All right, so we can get a little insight maybe because we don't know who the hell he is. Yeah, ask about him. East Coast bias. All right, we got the uh, Niners at number four. It's amazing. I think we had them at eight or nine before, and then you know they come back from the bye, they get one solid week, and all of a sudden they whip the Jaguars' ass, and we're like, yeah, they're top five again. You guys all feel good about the Niners now? Healthy Niners, I feel great about. Let's not downplay all that. That does help. Well, Debo, Trent Williams – and uh, you traded for Chase, Chase Young. Young yeah. Did Trent Williams play? I saw he was questionable there. I too. thought he suited up. He, I don't know if he played. Though. I, I can't swear by it. All right, top three. Number three, Detroit. Man, I know we all feel good about that, except for maybe Mongo, since he's a Bears fan. Do you man. remember uh, Dan Campbell as a tight end on Tech Mobile I, for the I, Lions? Yeah, I do. I do. That's amazing. But, but uh, is this, like, sad because they're – No, I don't think – it's hard for anybody to root against the Lions, honestly. Like, they deserve this, right? Yeah. yeah. And I feel like they have this right mentality and they're going about things the right way. I know that sounds cliche, but it's like I feel like the players would literally run through a wall for Dan Campbell. As long as they don't call it the Lion way, I'll be okay. Yeah. To Sorry, the man. Lion way. When a team really excels is when you got a bunch of good players and a head coach, quarterback combo where they just believe and trust in each other. Life. A little under two minutes left in that game. They're tied at 38. Detroit could have kicked a field goal on fourth and down and like two or three. Fourth and instead, down. <laughs> instead of doing that and giving the Chargers the ball back, Dan Campbell says, you know what? I don't want him to have the ball back. Hey, Jared, pick this first down up. Throw him in the shotgun. Pick the first down up. 
kick the field goal at the end of the game. That's confidence in your signal caller. That is supreme. That just, yeah. Is it a first? <laughs> is it a first down or a first and down? First and down. First and okay. down. That, it's CFL logic. Yeah. That's how that works. All right, number two, Kansas City. Uh, they just don't go away. We keep giving them respect. But they have the do they have the best second best record in the NFL behind Philly, who's number one. So we're back to the number one and number two being the teams that were in the Super Bowl last year. Does that sustain? Do you see? That's anything? what we got Sunday night. Like, I mean, that's huge, right? I mean, game game of the year so far. Yeah. And honestly, Philly looks like the better team. But Kansas City's better in a different way this year because their defense has played so well. It, it, Vegas really views them as a push because Kansas City, I think, is getting three at home Sunday. There you go. So it's literally like that's what we're looking at is a Mr. Brown. I'm so proud of the strides you've made as a gambler. <laughs> Hot damn! Seeing those words come out of your mouth, I am excited. Well, and I'm trying to please you guys, and I'm also learning about college football on a deeper level. There we go. So, speaking of college football, let's segue away, uh, give you time to go take a leak, Biggie. You and me going to tackle this interview? We got this? We got this. All right. We'll see you right, guys on the other side after we pay some bills. Big Timber Brewery and Tap Room is located in the heart of Appalachia, Elkins, West Virginia. Their name pays homage to the surrounding forests and the industry that built the community. Big Timber makes beer we love and enjoy doing it, creating a product that we, our town, and our state can take pride in. What started as a dream became a reality in 2014 when the first keg went out the door. Their commitment to beer and community continues to grow stronger every day. Pick up a pack of Big Timber at your local store today. All right, Biggie, we're, we're keeping the streak alive. We're going all the way across the country once again. I feel like this is like four out of five weeks in a row we've talked to somebody in the Pacific time zone. And this time we got our boy Dave out in OC in Orange County. You guys can't see it on the podcast, but he's rocking a Dodgers hat. He's got the UCLA banner hanging in the background. And honestly, we were kind of excited to talk some college football with somebody on the West Coast. Biggie and I love college football. We're a little East Coast biased, so Dave, don't hold that. Don't hold it against us. We apologize in advance. Uh, you know how that goes, right? If we say with all due respect, we can say whatever, and that how it works. Hey, I appreciate you guys willing to listen to what I got to say. You're going out to the West Coast. That's all we can ask for. Is it the best coast? Is it the left coast? Like, what is the way you describe where you're at? I I always will say best coast. I mean, you talk about being able to get to whatever activity you want to do. Driving distance, you can do that here. Um, Hollywood shot here for a reason. Um, and, you know, I'm going to argue at some point we got the best teams out here, too. <laughs> are you are you born and born and raised South, Southern Cal? the best weather. It is the best weather. Yeah, yeah. So I was born in L.A., grew up uh, what we call the South Bay. There's two South Bays in California. You got, like, the San Jose area. So that's Bay Area, South Bay. I grew up in L.A., South Bay, which is, like, San Pedro City. I grew up in Harbor City schools i went to were in torrance okay uh, so he's a real socal guy i see him man all right so you know we had a, a friend of the show it's he's a big padres guy the other day uh on and and he just had to say that when it comes to the food scene la's a little overhyped and san diego's just got all the classic uh dishes down there do you agree with that or is it la's need to put some respect on it you tell me yeah i, I don't agree with that you know and, and that's no disrespect to san diego i love that place can't say I'm much of a Padres fan, but, uh, you know, L.A.'s got some iconic spots. You know, Felipe's over by Dodger Stadium. If you want the original beef dip, uh, that'd be my number one recommendation. 
Okay. See, so, yeah, you know, it's it's not baseball season anymore, although we are getting the MVP uh, stuff rolling out this evening. But, you know, we we brought you on, you know, because you, you describe yourself as just a UCLA Bruins fan. At one point, you said you could even name all the mascots in college football. I'm going to give you a trivia question to wrap up, so I'm just preparing you now. Uh, but, uh, you know, so so why UCLA? You got USC out there. You got Cal, Stanford, San Diego State, San Jose. I don't know. Maybe you could like Fresno for all I care. But why UCLA, man? Well, first, I just got to say my day job, you know, I'm an attorney, so I always got to hedge my bets here. I did know all the mascots at some point. I don't think I do anymore, but I think uh, I might be okay at your trivia question. Um, as far as UCLA, I grew up in a UCLA family. My dad was born and raised in South Central LA, went to Washington High School. His sister, who's five years older than him, went to UCLA. So he was a huge sports fanatic. Uh, she graduated high school early, so he started going to games when he was like 12. And just, you know, he's a historian of sports in like the most serious way. So that just started a deep love for him. From the time I was about three years old, I was at Poly Pavilion. I was at the Rose Bowl going to games. Nice. I got to see UCLA BSE eight times in a row. I got to see UCLA go to Rose Bowls, which hasn't happened in a while. Um, <laughs> I got to see the 95 National Championship in basketball. Um, so I just grew up thinking UCLA is the greatest place on earth. And honestly, I still think that. <laughs> so who was your really short point guard that went coast to coast there right at the buzzer? Second I round. I said I knew that one. I knew Edney, but he I, was playing with the O'Bannon yeah. brothers, right? In that the oh, same squad, Charles and Ed. Is, yeah. Although we are still a little bitter with uh, Ed because of the uh, loss of our NCAA football game. I don't really play video games that much, but you know, I, I you know what though, it's all a different world now. NIL and all that stuff's taken over, and honestly, that's part of why we wanted to talk is about that changing landscape. But go ahead, Biggie. Well, the question for you, you brought up uh, how many times in a row they'd beaten USC, and that's the game this weekend. But before we get into that, Chip Kelly's getting almost, what, $6 million a year? Has had the success that he had at Oregon. Uh, where is he sitting as far as a super fan like yourself? Are you happy with the direction of the program? Are you ready for a change? Do you think the best is yet to come? How, how long has he been there? I think he's got a – does he have like a two and four? Uh, I don't know. I think know. he's been there. Go ahead. Six, Let, tell years. us tell us what we need to feel when it comes to old Chip Kelly. Yeah, I think uh, you'd be hard-pressed to find, uh, you know, like the diehard Bruin fans that are supporting Chip at this point. Uh, UCLA is an interesting place. It's an academic first institution. Um, so I think you have uh, a decent amount of fans that are okay with where the program is, you know. Six wins right now, bowl eligible, gearing up for an SC game against a team that's struggling too. You know, I think there's a possibility of eight wins. Um, but you look at the schedule we had, that's just not cutting it. Um, you know, you look at what he did with that Oregon offense. Chip Kelly really seems to me to be like a field coach. You know, he's got concepts, but he's really got to feel his team on the offensive side to call the right plays. And Dante Moore is going to be a great quarterback one day, but he's a true freshman. Ethan Garbers probably doesn't quite have some of the tools to utilize the concepts that Chip wants to do. And so he's just never been able to get a feel on this offense, which is a tragedy because 
the defense is unreal. It's not like one I've ever seen at UCLA. So that's what I was going to ask real quick because I know USC and Lincoln Riley they they haven't learned what defense is yet. So <laughs> if you have one, that that bodes well. I had a question for you as a uh, pro football fan, also DTR. What should we expect for him? Named Brown starter for the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say exactly what you're going to get from DTR. When he came to UCLA, he had only started quarterback one year over in uh, Bishop Gorman in Vegas. Um, And so he went through a lot of growing pains. Um, But the one thing DTR has, and this is the benefit of playing for a guy like Chip Kelly in college, a lot of pro concepts. So I think he'll be able to pick up pro offenses. And when DTR is at his best, man, he is a hell of an athlete. He can really make defenses pay depending on how you want to play him because he can sling the ball he can run um but dtr also just believes a ton in himself and he will take some shots downfield that you're going to close your eyes and hope for the best and uh, <laughs> i think in the nfl that's a little harder to pull off yeah he's a gunslinger you're saying yeah and hey, it, I'll, I'll take the guy that takes the shots over the guy that doesn't so i, I think I, i'm okay we all love a gunslinger. I love DTR, man. I miss him. I miss a lot of the guys we had on that team last year. That was uh, a fun team to watch. I don't think nine wins was enough, and it's another reason why I think you know diehard Bruin fans are ready for Chip to go. Well, you talk about Chip being ready to go. There's a few names out there rumored. The Arizona head coach, the Ohio State offensive coordinator. The biggest name out there rumored as a potential fit for that job if Chip Kelly were to go is Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss. You got any thoughts, feelings? Would you like Lane? What do you think? Look, man, I I was in, you know, watching Lane over at SC. Watched him get tarmacked. (laughs) That's that's why I was curious. That's got to be a mixed bag of emotions there. Didn't cry any tears about that. Um, You know, Lane definitely. (laughs) Lane gets the the game now. Like he understands NIL is the business. Recruiting players is the business. I think that's great. I think. You know, UCLA, and and this isn't a shot at any other school or even a shot at Lane Kiffin, but UCLA administration, the University of California Regents really play it safe in terms of like reputation of coaches, things like that. Steve Alford kind of belies that point. But yes, I think I think Lane Kiffin is one of those guys that's going to have a tough time getting through the vetting process. I mean, the recent comments that got uh, leaked about what he said to a kid complaining about some mental health issues were pretty hard to hear. Oh yeah. I was, uh, that was interesting. Yeah. And that's that one of the top. What, what was that? That was a little over the top when I heard that. Yeah. It's hard to do that in today's day and age. You know, I get people having that old school mentality and whatnot, but, uh, you know, it's not going to win you a lot of brownie points with the recruits. And let's be honest, you know, there's better ways to have those conversations. Definitely. And you, and you know, at the end of the day, I played some college football. You know, I love hard-nosed college football. I love hard-nosed football. I've got plenty of surgeries on my uh, t- my list that I could check off. But, uh, you know, player safety matters. I think we're seeing a lot of people consider that. And UCLA, I don't think, is going to be willing to hire a guy with that kind of stuff out there. Now, we'll, we'll see how that unfolds for sure. And I, I love the, the mindset, hard-nosed football and things like that because – that's kind of the brand of football you guys are going to have to get used to coming up now. Like the Pac-12, it's it's dead. Like, and I, I think it's kind of humorous that Oregon State is finding themselves still in this uh, conference championship race. But uh, I, I guess 
And just want to kind of get your thoughts from the, you know, if you could speak on behalf of the fan base, maybe just how they're kind of feeling. It's almost over. The The season's coming to an end. The Pac-12 essentially is coming to an end. You guys are going on to, I don't know if I would say bigger and better, just different, uh, more money, I guess. But I, I don't know, man. That's That's got to be a lot. And just to give you some perspective, we're we're West Virginia fans. We're we're WVU. We we saw the Big East get raided. We saw it die. We've gone to the Big Twelve. We've seen the Big Twelve get raided too. So like we feel you, man. Whatever you're going through, like we know. But how are you processing it? And if you had to put on that hat for the fan base, you know, summarize it for us. Yeah, um, I think like everybody else, pretty mixed feelings on it. You know, I'm someone that appreciates college football especially but sports entirely from like the historical perspective i really love the old rivalries the stories oh it sucks when they're gone man i'm telling you it's 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 a bastard yeah and i'm looking at you know especially stanford and cal those are super old rivalries great universities uh i've got friends that went to each of those and maybe that's the most important part of sports being able to talk trash to your friends um so i'm gonna miss that but I'm also looking at the real world. You know, I was just talking about how Lane Kiffin understands the game and it's NIL, it's recruiting. Right. And uh, if you're not in the SEC or the Big Ten now or whatever the Big Ten's going to be called now, uh, I don't really see a path forward competing at a national level. Um, and that's that's unfortunate, too, because the, the days of Boise State running a Statue of Liberty play or Utah winning a national championship or claiming a national championship granted utah's now a power five team uh those days are long gone yep. i mean you're right nil drives it all and there's no real cap on you know what can happen when it comes to that money now and you know it's that's the worst thing is we're losing the the rivalries like it's i'm not a big nascar fan but like I look at it like that, like NASCAR got huge in popularity around the turn of the century, you know, I mean, just with the death of Dale Earnhardt and all that stuff, but it was such a regionalized sport. Like that's what it was. And college football is the same thing. And when you break it away from being that regionalized sport, yeah, I mean, if you're one of the haves, it's great, but the the have-nots are going to be half of the schools out there, essentially. Like I, I my prediction is – I think you're eventually going to have like 60 to 70 schools just say, screw it. We don't need the NCAA anymore. We'll make our own TV. And they'll just be like the NFL light, essentially. And I, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I just – it's going to follow the money. Wherever they're going to make the most money, that's what's going to happen. No, I agree. I mean, whether it turns out exactly like that or you just have uh, dis distancing themselves from the NCAA or, you know, moving forward with those two super conferences like an AFC and an NFC and – that's basically college football at that point. Yeah, it's it's almost going to be like soccer leagues or something, or you'll have like the tiers Probably. or whatever. So maybe Boise State will move up to the next tier one. I mean, I don't know how it's going to work, but it, it, that's something out there, though. I mean, to the extent the Power Five stays together, my understanding is, uh, you know, Washington State and Oregon State just won a lawsuit to retain the rights to the Pac-12, which I think is the right move. And they're going to try to, from what I understand, absorb the Mountain West turn that into the Pac-12. And, you know, I think there's some teams there that could compete at a higher level. San Diego State, you know, there's a, for all the reasons that San Diego is a great city, like yeah. that's a place that should be able to recruit if they have the money. Uh, well, you know, Bo Boise State's proved that they can do it to yeah. a certain level. 
So maybe those teams inch up a bit, but yeah, I think there's going to be a huge drop off between SEC, Big Ten, and you know ACC still has Clemson and Florida State and a couple teams that can compete, but it's hard to if imagine. If one of those pulls out, though, they're dead. Yeah, I, I mean they they can't survive with with just one. But you know, I, I look at you know going back to when the Big East you know was favoring all the Catholic basketball schools, and they lost Virginia Tech, Miami. Pit and and whatnot, and you're you're right. That's what happens. And I get the Pac-12. I, I I can't even call it the Pac-12. I get the two schools wanting to absorb the Mountain West and, and with the hopes of offering them better, you know, revenue. But you know, the the Big East did that with schools like Cincinnati and Louisville and UConn and and South Florida, and then a couple of them like you know Louisville and Cincinnati kind of you know use that as a springboard to stay relevant, and the other ones couldn't. So. I, if you had to look at the Mountain West, those schools there are there are there like two or three that you feel like would be really strong going forward, or is it just going to be a crapshoot? Yeah, I mean, I, the history, San Diego State, Boise State, those would be the two that I think are in the best position. Um, you know, I I'll be honest, this is kind of going back to the mascot thing. I don't even remember everyone that's in the Mountain West these days because conference <laughs> real women happen so fast yeah. and. You know, once you start working, you have family and stuff, uh, your ability to follow all that gets harder. But I'm with you. you know, Fresno State has competed against the Pac-12 in a really serious way for a long time. Uh, you know, Fresno has some difficulties recruiting, I think, but uh, they seem to always have a solid program. And that's a real solid fan base. So I'm going to flip the conversation for just a second here as a UCLA fan as you are. And I'm starting to think basketball a little bit. You guys going towards the end of the football season, basketball season has started. If I gave you Jim Herrick, Ben Howland, Steve Alford, Mick Cronin, I want you to rank them one through four. I mean, you know, as a UCLA fan, I think I'd be selling the school short if I didn't put anyone with the national championship under his belt. By default. One. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I really love Mick Cronin. I love what he's done with this program. That guy's a winner, man. He yeah. Is. You saw what he did at Cincinnati, and, you know, Cincinnati was not in the Big East yet. Uh, and so he was able to turn that into uh, a contender. I think he went to something like nine straight tournaments. He had the longest streak of going to the tournament at a place like Cincinnati. Really love Mick, but, it, you know, until we turn that corner – and actually get a banner he'll be number two um but that's uh, to be honest probably 1a 1b and i'm just waiting for mick to pass uh eric um steve alford's always going to be on the bottom of that list yeah. <laughs> uh, as he should well, I, I, and i love ben halland um i love those teams that's when i was at ucla i was there from 06 to 08 so those are all my favorite players i took classes with those guys i i remember seeing ben at this place called the uh, Westwood Brewing Company that's closed now, rest in peace. Uh, he was eating lunch. The guy was grabbing a beer, you know, midday beer back in college. And uh, I made a point to go up to him being a lifelong fan, just to say thank you for bringing the program back. Because, you know, Lavin took us through some not so great days after Herrick got canned. Yeah. Yeah, I thought with your age, I was curious if you'd have a fondness for Howland going to school at that time and also you know three straight final fours you can't really forget about their top that other winning the national title but I was glad to see that you had Mick second because 
being on the East Coast, seeing what he did at Cincinnati, and he wasn't the first selection at UCLA. There are a couple other guys you wanted first. You ended up with him, and uh, he's done a great job, and he's an amazing coach. Yeah, I mean, I think the other thing, as far as recruits look at, you know, the goal in basketball especially is get to the next level. You know, basketball is about one and dones and things like that, and I don't think there's a better developer of player talent than Mick Cronin out there. So uh, with that being said, who are you looking forward to playing the most in basketball? Is it going to be Nebraska or Minnesota? And in football, are you more excited about Maryland or Rutgers? <laughs> so you guys are relegating us to the bottom of the pack there? <laughs> no, I mean, these are these are your new rivalries. It has nothing to do about where you're getting relegated. It's just who you're going to have to start playing. You know, my I, I grew up just history of football and basketball – um, obviously the Michigan, Ohio state, Mi- Michigan state and basketball is probably number oh, yeah. one. I mean, Izzo is, you know, he's royalty in basketball. I respect the hell out of that guy. That program obviously speaks for itself. Um, you know, and over on the football side, uh, I grew up just always dreaming of going to the big game, checking out Ohio state and Michigan. So being able to play those teams regularly is going to be really exciting. My best friends from Ohio, and uh, I particularly like to root for Michigan when that game's on. So uh, just just to aggravate him a little bit, right? Oh yeah, gotta gotta piss off your friends. That's that's the best part. So we we got a little bit of a log jam at the top of college football right now. Do you want to go ahead and stake a prediction on who you think brings home the chip this year? You know, kind of like my rankings of UCLA basketball coaches until someone knocks off Georgia, I'm going with Georgia. Any any chance Alabama gets them in the SEC title game? I mean, I'm never going to count out Nick Saban. So, yeah. (laughs) And, you know, you see what Alabama's done since since they took that loss early in the season. Oh, yeah. I mean, Nick Saban is the best college football coach for a reason. How how many teams should be – how big should the playoff system be in football? I'd like to see it get to like 16, you know. I love 16. A lot of people get mad about that, but I, I was a big proponent too before all the realignment. Like if you win your conference, let everybody get a seat at the table just because I would always think it'd be nice, even if they didn't win, like some of those smaller schools, like your Boises and whatnot, you could stake that like we're in the playoff every year and that would be nice. But, uh, you know, eight's better than four, but uh, I would love 16. Like they, there's so much time between the end of the season and when the national championship game is like they got plenty of time to play these games. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly it. In my opinion, it's like you got some of those teams that play in conferences that don't stack up. But they dominate. You look at like what Gonzaga does in basketball. You can criticize their conference all you want, but they go to Final Fours, you know. And that football has those teams out there. It's not consistently always the same, but there's at least a few of them every year. Yeah, yeah. If you look at the timing aspect of it, D one AA or the FBS or FCS, however you want to say it, they can do a tournament with thirty two. We can do sixteen, and then to what you said with the Gonzaga. Jam, you moved up to D1 this year. You used to play. I used to live in North Dakota. They'd be battling North Dakota State for titles there. They moved to D1 last year, won eight games, bowl eligible, won their first eight games this year. To say that one of these group of five teams couldn't be a 14 or 15 seed and and beat a Georgia or an Alabama at the top, that'd be fun to see. Yeah, and is it is it JMU uh, 
kept out of the playoffs. Yeah, they the, their yeah. appeal got denied today because they're too good too soon, I guess. I don't know. It's a stupid rule. And see, I hate those things. You know, UCLA won a national football championship back in 1954, top of the coaches poll. Couldn't go to the Rose Bowl that year and play OSU, Ohio State, who won the national championship according to the AP poll. But if you look at that UCLA team, I mean, they dominated. And I think the easiest comparison is they beat SC that year 34 to nothing. SC went to the Rose Bowl because of the stupid rules back then, despite UCLA winning the conference. And then Ohio State beat them 20 to 7. So if you're doing an apple to apples comparison, you know, obviously and he, he is a fan if he's holding on to that yeah. from the wow. 50s. Wow. To what he said <laughs> earlier about kind of an AFC NFC setup, the further these conferences get away from the NCAA as a governing body, the better off the sport is. I agree with that. Yeah. NCAA has not helped anyone. You know, you guys mentioned uh, Ed O'Bannon earlier, and I, you know, I grew up playing uh ea video games i wasn't much of a video game guy but my brother really was and i remember like when ncaa sports on ea got taken off the shelves that was Uh. a big deal but on the other hand ed o'bannon is the reason why kids are getting paid now and they're not like starving just to get through college despite making their colleges millions and millions of dollars i I was never against players making money off their own name image and likeness it's so stupid that you could be a music major and get a full ride you're allowed to go yeah you can go play at the bar and collect all the door money nobody bats an eye but if you're johnny manzel you can't charge somebody for an autograph like that's bullshit like just it's you you should be allowed to do whatever you want and i get that they're getting a free education but to your point man some of these guys like what was it arian foster for tennessee when he was there was talking about how um like just the food situation like all of a sudden you're stuck at school because you can't afford to go home and there's nobody in the student center to cook anymore, and you're just there yeah. eating ramen noodles out of the microwave, hoping uh, eventually you have some real food. Well, there was one. I remember Paul Pierce, who was an L.A. kid, went to play basketball at Kansas. And uh, from the warmer weather, he'd never been to a colder climate. And he got like a winter jacket and a few other things. And there was uh, going to be an NCAA investigation possible wrongdoing because <laughs> he was given winter clothes. Because he didn't, he didn't own any. Because <laughs> he came from L.A. That's how dumb the NCAA is. Yeah. No, it's you look at like the Olympics. I remember there used to be commercials about how like more Olympians work for UPS than any other company. It's like, why are why are these amazing athletes? They have to work. (laughs) That's just the way the world goes because they don't let you have money because the people that get it don't want to share. And that's just the way it goes. Um, but, uh, all right. So we're, we're, we're starting to run a little short on time, but I had a couple questions for you. So one, you mentioned your dad earlier and he was quite the collector, uh, from what I understand. So you want to, you want to expand on that a little bit? Yeah. Uh, you know, the collection was kind of like a offshoot of the main thing, which was sports research before Wikipedia came around. My dad was some guy compiling lists of where people went to high school and started with athletes but expanded into, you know, everything. And I used to call it his party trick, his favorite thing to do. He'd meet you guys from West Virginia. Hey, where'd you go to high school? You tell him what high school you went to. He'd list off every luminary from that high school, sports, criminals, scientists, (laughs) politicians. And, you know, usually the next question is, oh, you must be from West Virginia, right? And I grew up in Southern California. My dad barely traveled, but, uh, you know, he was a school teacher he loved connecting with people, and that was the quickest way for him to do it. Mm. 
That's uh, that's oh, interesting. Okay. Hey, I'll tell you what, we'll make it really easy. If you want a nice little party trick, you can uh, always remember our high school. We went to a town called Polka. Uh, so we're Polka High School. You want to guess what our mascot was? The uh, Pokers would be my first. Uh, ah, man, we're the Polka Dots. Polka Dots. I like yeah. a, I like alliteration in mascots. You can't make that shit up, man. It, our, our when we went to school there, he looked like the Seven Up mascot, didn't he? He does. <laughs> he had the sunglasses. Hey, we made it on ESPN's top ten high school mascots. Yeah, that's, there you go. That's our claim to fame. As far as the alumni, athletes, and and criminals is about where you would stop. The, the list doesn't go much further than that. But uh, speaking of um, other other things that are are unique. You also mentioned uh, in your bio that you got diagnosed with ADD or ADHD as an adult. Yeah. So what, what does that even look like? And that might explain why he's struggling with the mascots now. But just, you know, what what is how do you even find that out? What, what made you decide to even get that checked? You know, I was one of those kids who in school struggled a lot, but uh, had really good test scores. And so I think I just kind of kept under the radar because I kept passing classes, moving up. Uh, taking AP tests, things like that. Um, but, you know, especially as an attorney, there's a, a lot of reading and work that goes into that. And, uh, you know, I, I had success. I figured out ways to compensate. But, uh, you know, as I kept just doing research and figuring out who I am, it just felt like there's something there. And talk to doctors, advocate, figure out what's going on. And finally, we got a diagnosis of ADHD. And since then, getting some treatment for that, you know, has really helped me out. Um, but uh, I think there's a real funny story. My my oldest friend's a guy I've known since first grade. When I met his fiance, he told her something like, if you told me Obrand would go to UCLA and then become a lawyer, I would have never believed you. And that's because of the kind of student I was growing up. So, um, yeah, I, I'm all for advocating for yourself and figuring out ways to make life uh, work a little bit better for you. Uh, amen to that, brother. I appreciate you sharing that. And, and now I think we've probably bought enough time. It's time to to see if he can actually answer the the challenge here. So we love trivia. We love stupid things. Any any type of question you would go to a bar and be asked to try to win some money. That's the type of stupid trivia we like. So this one I, I love. It's a college football one. And there's I thought it was 11. It says 13. 13. So there's 13 mascots in college football that the name does not end in the letter S. So I'm. I, how many do you think you might be able to name? I, I'm giving you a couple of seconds to collect your thought here. I don't know. He seems like he knows his shit. I'm going to say he gets at least six of them. No, I'm going to say seven. He goes above. Oh, oh okay. So you're doing that price is right bullshit to me again. I guess. Yeah. All right, so we well, we gave sharp. He'll get it. We gave you some time to collect your thoughts, and I will give you hints on conferences to to get you going. But uh, what uh, which ones come off top of mind? Mascots that do not have an S at the end. Uh, not a lot are coming off top of mind. Uh, you got Stanford Cardinal. And see, that's a Pac-12 guy's going to get that one. Yep. Most people think it's Cardinals, so I, I love that. So he's got one. Uh, I think he got the Greed Wave. Ooh, that's, that's, that's a tough one. Good. You got the Crimson Tide. There you go. We got some three. Oh. Uh, let's see here. All right. Pac-12. I don't think you got any others. We we got an ACC school. We got a, another a Big Ten school or a Big Ten school. We got a pretend ACC school. Yes, an independent school, if you will. Oh, yeah. Fighting Irish. There you go. 
All right, let's see. ACC. Used to be in the Big East. It's not Cincinnati. Well, they're not an ACC school. Uh, let's see. ACC school. You can tell I'm really trying to trying hard here. That's what, what what college coach has a really whiny voice? There's a lot of them. <laughs> this one, he's worse than the rest. He's very nasally. See, I know you're trying to give me hints, but what I'm thinking of is Dabo. Uh, uh, same <laughs> callers, same callers, almost. All right, so that sounds like Illinois. What is Illinois? Oh, right. that that is one, but that's not the one I was talking about. Yeah, they're, they're the Illini, so that's big. Got to give me one more. Give me one more. Give me one All more. Right. ACC team. Coach has a whiny voice. Northern ACC team. Blue and orange team. Man, I feel like that narrows it down, and I'm blanking. Donovan McNabb played college ball there. Uh, Syracuse, Orange Men. Thank there you. There you go. So, all right, man, that was a tough one. I'm going I'm to give them to you and see how many you were like, oh, man, and the next time you're you're wanting to challenge somebody, maybe you can see if you can wreck them. So you got Alabama. You got Illinois. Our home state, the Marshall Thundering Herd. All right, so then you got – I don't know if anybody counts UMass. I guess they're in the MAC, the Minutemen. Uh, Navy Midshipmen, Nevada Wolfpack, North Carolina State Wolfpack. So that was the other ACC school. North Texas Mean Green, Notre Dame Fighting Irish, you got Stanford Cardinal, you got Syracuse Orange, Tulane Green Wave, you got, and then the Tulsa Golden Hurricane. Okay. That's, I mean, uh, I, I think high school Dave might have gotten most of those, but uh, high school Dave doesn't live anymore. <laughs> and, when he's bellied up to the bar, he's going to get free drinks off somebody with these. <laughs> <laughs> Just see how many they can get. All right. Well, D- Dave, we appreciate you joining us tonight, man, and uh, making time for us. And I, I, I really, for whatever reason, I would love to see UCLA just beat the crap out of USC this weekend. So uh, I'm just, uh, I'm ready to see that just fall apart. And I don't know if Kayla Williams is still the number one draft pick. We'll see how it goes. But we wish wish you the best as as the conference realignment, you know, ruins these rivalries, but hopefully establishes some new ones out there. And then the last thing I got for you, you're wearing the Dodgers hat. Give me some odds. Shohei Otani, is he going to be a Dodger, yes or no? Yeah, I think he is. Uh, you know, we've shown that we're going to pony up the money to get the guys that we want to win. Um, tired of regular season championships. Want to win some World Series. So I'm all for Shohei. That's spoken like a true Dodgers fan. We we feel like that this is what they've been doing the last two years yeah. is just getting to the point to where they can just cash in and get Otani. But uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. The hot stove's just kicking off. But, brother, we appreciate you. Enjoy the weather out in Orange County, man. It is uh, getting a little chilly out here. I got a little notification on my computer that says temperatures are going down this weekend. So you don't have to worry about that. But we'll be cold for you, man. We appreciate you. And we'll uh, maybe reconnect down the road if you UCLA is winning some championships or something, man. Thanks, fellas. Yeah, I'd love to be back on. Support those UCLA and LA sports teams. And uh, good luck to you, fellas. I appreciate it. Dave and OC, everybody. Thanks again, Dave. Thanks, man. All right, we're checking back in from the West Coast. So our, our boy was insightful when it came to some of the Pac-12 feelings and whatnot. But I kind of feel bad. I feel like we should add, like, Oregon State and Washington State on here because they're the ones that really got shit on. They did. I kind of liked where he was at as far as realizing that the end of the conference was some rivalries with uh, Stanford and Cal that are never going to happen again. They're not going to play them again for 10 years. They keep USC, but that's it. Yeah, it's just uh, it's a sad thing. Uh, we're we're asking him in football, 
Would you be more excited about the upcoming rivalry with Maryland or Rutgers if you're, you know, UCLA? Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a real thing now. And it's coming. One thing he was adamant about, so now I've got to go to California because our San Diego guy said – Best weather, best food in the country. Yeah, he we said, were trying whoa, to pit whoa, him against whoa. each other okay. a little bit. He was rocking the Dodgers hat, yeah. you know, and uh, he does think they are getting Shohei, of course. Okay. So. But did he dispute the fact that San Diego has the best food? Uh, he did, because uh, I put it out there. So yeah. we might have to get uh, old. one together. Yeah, that would be might, great. We might have to have a third out. My one. money's on Jesse. Uh, yeah. You know, Jesse's got a little more... Uh, a little more spunk, I'll say. That was the word spunk. I was going to say, actually. Yeah. That's kind of weird. <laughs> During yeah. the interview, like I heard like the David discussion on what to call him, Dave or David. And every time I hear that, I think of Independence Day. I think his name was like... Uh, You're talking about uh, Jeff Goldblum and... Yeah, uh, David Fierstein or Firestein. I don't remember. Well, he's like, David, call your mother. Yeah, the, what's that? I don't, I don't know. I can't. You, I can't. I know the guy. David. David. I can't. I can't. You got to get out of here, David. It's so dangerous. Wasn't that You've on Mrs. Doubtfire, too? <laughs> he might have been. Might have been. Yeah, like yeah. Wow. Look at the big brain on you, you crazy son <laughs> Dude, of a bitch. Dude, have you seen this head? <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. hi <laughs> We've gotten into the third segment. Now yeah. things are getting a little looser around That's here. right. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed the autumn weather while we are doing the interview there. Yes. Speaking of autumn weather, we got to get back to football, man. So we, we had the... Uh, you know, power rankings that we did. And we do power rankings on teams all the time, but we never do it on players. And, um, you know, the, the the way I want to start off is there was names that not everybody had, so they did not make the top 12. All right, we put out a top 12. It was Trevor Lawrence and Geno Smith. So they were in a couple of our rankings. In and the they top were out 15, of the top 12. But they didn't, yes, yeah, so, so they didn't make it. Uh, and we were just talking about Trevor, and I think you mentioned it last week, Mongo. Uh, you know, he's you'd be surprised how many times they're winning with 150 yards passing. And then, Mr. Brown, you mentioned it when you were doing the rankings, how much it stood out to you. So is this kind of the best you get out of Trevor, or is he ever going to get better? Or have you seen enough to kind of know? He was supposed to be the best prospect to come out since Andrew Luck, three years into it, and I ain't seen it yet. They got rid of the freaking uh, kicker kicker. Urban Meyer. They brought in <laughs> the they brought in Dougie Peterson, who's an excellent guy with quarterbacks. I mean, he won a Super Bowl with freaking Nick Foles. And I'm just not seeing that step from Trevor Lawrence where he's all of a sudden the top five QB that his his projections said he would be. So when I when I think of him now, when I just what I've seen from his body of work, like do I think he will be the, what he was projected to be? Absolutely not. Do I think he'll be a solid NFL quarterback for over a decade? I absolutely do. I, I kind of look at him now, and he reminds me like more like an Alex Smith-type quarterback, not like, oh, he's going to be a Pat Mahomes guy. So, That's number one pick. Take. I'm with you there. Supposed to be a can't-miss guy. Does he make at least five Pro Bowls in his career? I think he makes three. Yeah, I'll go under. Okay. Mongo? I think he might make five. Hmm. So you're you're feeling a little more, you know, that he might be better than what we think. Uh, I mean, let me ask a question: Could you see them being a perennial playoff team? Absolutely, I do. I I I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying every year, but I'm saying they're going to be a team that's going to be fighting every single year. I think they own that division for the next five years. Well, then there you go. The Young one. talent. Peterson is we, an excellent coach. We just got coach. done talking about the King's ransom the Browns gave to the Texans who were ahead of schedule, 
I mean, I have a hard time looking at the Jaguars thinking they're going to play better than the Texans over the next I, five and years. And I agree with that, too. Now, I'm not saying that, like, I didn't agree they'd win the division for the next <laughs> five years, but I agree they'll be fighting for a playoff spot. All right, but, we, we could have a whole show just based on the Texans and Jaguars, pal. That's right. Uh, not really. We're going to move on just for the sake of time here. But, uh, Gino, I don't think we have to go into great detail. He's kind of that 12 to 18 ranked quarterback. Gino's uh, really good. It's it's a good thing he played for West Virginia because he's the true peaks and valleys starting quarterback. Speaking when he's of, good, he's great. Speaking of, are you getting a little chub thinking about Will Greer might be playing for the Patriots? Boy, that's been rubbing. I that thought thing he was the two. Weeks. What happened? What changed? It, he is the two, but he might. You know, it's it, look. Zappy's not great, but all of a sudden, Will Greer now. So you might, made a hype video based on the fact he's the backup this oh, I week. I just sent it to Biggie. I didn't put it anywhere. I'm, you sent it to me, and that was enough. I sent it to the group, damn it. I'm it like, you're making a hype video for a backup quarterback. He didn't quarterback. Even respond to it. Of I course guess. he didn't. I got that well, erection for nothing. Ah, oh, son of a bitch. Chad's got that one in the chamber because Bailey Zappi <laughs> exactly. finished the last game by doing a fake spike throw into triple coverage interception. Dude, Will Greer's going to see the field. What, what the hell was that? That was bad. Really bad. Did you see that? No. Oh, my God. Hey, here's the other thing. That. We talk about putting teams in other countries with, like, London. We go over to Germany and we give them a game where it's 10 to 6. Are you kidding me? That's uh, If they still show up next time in Germany, then we're doing something right. I'll tell you what, brother. Not only are they going to show up, they're also going to show up and sing the whole song of Sweet Caroline again. And Country Road. Yeah, that's, that's right. the best thing about the Germany games. No matter who's playing, you get Sweet Caroline and Country Roads, and they sing it over top the announcers. I like how it's already a tradition. It's amazing. Like, this is what we're doing when we go to Germany now. All right, let's keep going on the list. Number 11. Anybody have a guess who it is? Who it is? Anybody guess? No? Sam Howell. Sam Howell. Biggie did his homework. Uh, Sam Howell still leading the league in passing yards? Leading the yards? league in passing yards. So the guy leading the league, we have at 11. I kind of feel like if there's a quarterback on that list that may be underrated. It's him. It's Sam Howell. Here's the thing, though. If you're always losing, of course you're going to sling the ball. <laughs> That's right. Come on. He's but leading the league in passing what Deshaun yards. Watson did when he was in Houston, right? But, but they're it, they're getting beat. Like, uh, he's scoring points. They're getting beat because of a lack of defense. Here's the thing. I get Sam Howell's leading the league in yards, but guess what? Him and Dak Prescott have the same amount of touchdown passes, and Dak has three less interceptions. Hmm. And that's why Dak's number 10 on the list. <laughs> Good job. He's wow. next. Transitions. Uh, so, Would you look at that? So I th I'm okay saying Dak is a top 10 quarterback, but not a top five, right? I had him at six or seven. Right. Top 10, but not top five. Somebody think, had him at four, but I didn't. I don't have that down to see what – I think I had Dak at like eight or nine. Mongo? If, if, they, had, <laughs> if they had no defense – um, I do not think his statistics would be the same. I think he'd be well behind Sam Howe. Okay. I agree with that 110 freaking percent. I, but, That's but I'm, an I'm, excellent but, but comparison. We're not making our rankings based on hypotheticals. Right. It's it's how they're going to be the remainder of the year. If they didn't have right that now, good defense. Who, who they are. They have that defense. So I'm with you there. Yeah. Like, as, as I'm talking about this, though, I could see uh, how definitely being ranked higher at the end of the year than Dak, just depending on how it goes. Um, all right, number nine, it's Mongo's boy, Josh Allen. Mm. Nope. <laughs> nah, I you actually – What word did you rank him again? I actually ranked him higher than number nine, I believe. Oh, okay. But uh, that's where we collectively came up with all right, and I, it. I don't I think it. anybody had him really low. I think maybe 12, but uh, – I know think what? he's leading the league in touchdowns and interceptions. Right. I had him low. 
I, I didn't have him super high. I can't remember where I had him at, but I do know a QBR if you care about the main. Oh, I looked at all of them. Yeah, the QBR. They're all over the he's board. Like, he's son. like number two. I want to, but like nobody's wanna, like he's number two. But I think it's his rushing yards. I want to be clear. I don't think the Bills' problems are because of Josh Allen. Well, they fired Ken Dorsey, so is that going to fix everything now? Uh, hopefully, maybe they'll start running the ball because I, they that's don't what I was going to say, Mongo. For the last six years, I don't feel like we've ever even known who their running back is, and that's play calling. And a couple. Couple of them have left and gone to other teams, and it's like, oh, they're actually not bad. You know, it's just uh, to me, that, something had to change Moss, offensively right? for uh, Buffalo because that's ridiculous. Well, Ken Dorsey's going to have to break shit up in the press box somewhere else now because those days are gone. Uh, number eight, we got a rookie, C.J. Stroud. Mm. Uh, they, I didn't realize until today he only had two interceptions, and it made me kind of creamy. I'm not going to lie. Worst <laughs> game of his career was last week. He had an interception and two fumbles, and they still won on the road at Super Bowl contending Cincinnati. Yep. C.J. Stroud is that dude. So I've followed him this year. I'm on my fantasy team, so you dig a little deeper into him. And – as a rookie quarterback, he routinely has a bunch of the team offensive defensive players over to his crib during the week. They have dinner together. They talk football. When you look at him in his post-game press conferences, it's like he's been doing it for eight years. He's like I, the opposite of a Carson Wentz. I only locker. have one question. <laughs> Are you grateful that he saved you from that horrible pick of David Fields? No, because I didn't draft <laughs> David Fields. You did. No. Who's, who the hell's David Fields? I took Justin Fields. Justin Fields. <laughs> Sorry. David Copperfields. David Copperfields. <laughs> now you see me. There's now been six fantasy games in our league of over 40 David points. Fields. Justin Fields has two of them. CJ Shroud has one of them. Mm. All right. But so I, I, I'm with Justin you. Justin Fields. I'm disappointed in the pick. But he helped me out a couple times. As, I as took a, him because I like Mongo. As a Bears fan, I would rather have C.J. Stroud. Wow, really? Wow, that's hot <laughs> take coming in. Put on your oven mitts, everybody, because that one's a scorcher. That's the Ohio State quarterback I'd like to have. Yeah, so you know what's crazy is uh, Stroud, wasn't was it him or Fields the one that almost got just broken in half in the playoff game or the title game in college and he just stayed in? I think it was Stroud, wasn't it? They were both in the playoff. Yeah, but I, I just remember one. It, may, I, it might be Fields. It was Fields. Yeah, now I'm thinking about it. Never mind. Well, Fields in on the list, so I don't have to talk about him. But, uh, you know, I've watched uh, two or three weeks in a row of, like, almost every snap C.J. Stroud has had. And, uh, you know, if you follow us on social media, there's been a couple C.J. Stroud hype videos. And, honestly, uh, the game has slowed down for him. When I watch, he's got all the time in the world because he makes the time. He's looking downfield. Dude, I, I think by the end of the season, I don't think he's going to be eight for us. I think he's going to be higher. I think he's that damn good. And I, I agree with you in the fact that like he's a rookie and he's doing what he's doing. Like you see when he wins these games, comes from behind. Everyone around him looks surprised, and he just looks like this is what I'm supposed to do. Dude, you didn't so, see the plays the receivers dropped last week. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, he's. So I'm just saying, like I feel like this dude knows he belongs, and I feel like he's already they already named him a captain in his first season. I don't know if you knew that. Oh yeah, hell yeah, man. And let's talk. You know, I think he's a lock for rookie of the year. But All there's right. talk of him getting MVP. He's in the race. I mean, he should be in the race if he continues the trajectory. It's going to be it, hard to argue that. If the Texans make the playoffs, and they absolutely should be in that race, and they very well could. That's a division they could win. I think the Texans' Vegas projection was four wins. They're already there. So, yep. good job, CJ. All right, let's keep moving. Number seven, we got a veteran in here, Jared Goff. We have him at number seven. So, Goff, I feel like that's about where he is. I He's had Goff uh, 
God, I have him third or fourth. You had on him my real list. high. Yeah, yeah. you really. I, this you, is about where I had him. You, so you think golf is like one of the top quarterbacks in the league right now? You look at what he's done this season and from last season into this season for percentage, yards, and record, which is what you always judge quarterback by. Dude, he's been balling out. Not his fault, but have you seen the running attack Detroit has? It's actually pretty good now. It, it, it's it's just a little little okay, you know. Just like it don't matter who they plug in, they're still running. The I have ball. both I think of at this point. Running, it's a system. I have both the running backs on fantasy. I could play both of them this week and not together. Yes, yeah, so you know who you fine. could also play in fantasy: Sam Laporta and Amon St. Brown. You know who's throwing the ball to them? Jerry Goff, get off me. I'm just saying uh, he's good. I'm 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 okay with him at seven, but you would like him higher. I do love the fact that I like him. Everyone left him for dead when they traded for Stafford to go to Detroit. They thought that was just a throw-in, just to get rid of old Jared Goff. We don't oh, want yeah. him on our hands. And then he goes over there, not only holds down a starting job in Detroit, but he starts balling out and probably going to go Detroit further in the playoffs than they've ever been, brother. This is why you just got to relax. Like, people are talking about Bryce Young not being the guy, and they're seeing C.J. Stroud do this thing. Like, I'm old enough to remember when Carson Wentz was having the good season and Jared Goff was the guy that you were like, oh, crap. Why Someone do we just signed season? Carson Wentz. Yeah, the people that drafted Goff. He's, oh, nice. he's, he's on the Rams now. All right. Isn't it amazing full how circle. things come full circle? Yes. Holy shit. All right. Any, any, anything on Goff, Mongo? Nope. Okay, just golf. checking it. We were talking about Goff. Oh. Yeah. So, number six. Former MVP. I think meant golf, golf. Golf, golf? Yeah, sorry. Golf Mountain. The golf. Yeah. Uh, Lamar Jackson, number six. Ooh. I think right around five or six, is four, five, six is a good spot for him. Yeah. He's, a, he's a great QB. He's having a good year, but I'm not putting him ahead of, obviously, who we have ahead on this list. Mm. So I had him ahead of who we have at number five. Who you got a five? Justin Herbert. I had Herbert ahead of him. Right. I, I'd like for you to explain. So, if you take out – when I looked at these quarterbacks, I didn't so much look at their win-loss record. I looked at having watched them play, who I would rather have right now, today, if everything else was equal. And to me, Herbert's above Lamar. If you traded them spots, if Herbert went to the Ravens and Lamar went to the Chargers, who would have the – who would – would either of them get better on the new team or would they get worse? Well, I think Lamar would get a little worse in San Diego, or really? I'm sorry, uh, Los Angeles, because I, I believe their coaching there is a little Suspect. subpar. Um, <laughs> Clearly, Harbaugh That's, is a. Great I was thinking coach. more about the talent around him. We need more coaches and trainers to puncture lungs. Yeah, poor Tyron. And then I just when I watch him play, I look at some of these throws that Herbert makes. It is amazing. Jackson's not throwing the ball bad either i feel like if you switch teams maybe uh herbert gets a little bit better but the ravens record gets just slightly worse Here, here's, here's the funny thing i agree with you I, but like here's the thing at the end of the day yes herbert looks pretty on paper he's a glorified trevor lawrence who yeah. actually Bingo. performs but guess what Mr. Lamar wins games. He does. and He didn't win last week. Let me talk here. They're up 14 in the fourth quarter. He throws a pick six. They lose to a team 33-31, up 14 in the fourth quarter, 10 minutes left. You know what the Chargers did last week? 
Herbert took them down the field. Our last five possessions, they scored touchdowns on. They still lost. That ain't on him. That loss for the Ravens, that's on Lamar. That's so let's not talk about hey, winning, losing games. Hey, hey, but guess what, though? Where would you rather be right now? Which locker room are you rather be walking into? The one making the playoffs or the one going home again like the Chargers are going to do? I'd rather be in L.A., baby. Here's the thing. <laughs> All right, James Harden. <laughs> look, at, look at what Baltimore does when Lamar is out. Um, it's not as good. It's not a good product. Not they go close. from. They still win though. Uh, they it go from. They play. They, can they still look beat, like the Steelers. They at can that still point. beat bad teams. Yeah, but I, didn't they miss the playoffs last year? They no. They lost in the wild card. They lost in the wild card. Yeah. But Lamar wasn't in it, so no. That's why. But they still make it there without him because he can't finish the season. Well, yeah, no, I love Lamar. I'm just saying wins. they won some games and then they would win and lose with the backups Huntley yeah. and. Yeah, I'm just, telling you right now, if I could get Lamar Jackson on the Raiders, you give me him every single day of the week. I, I agree. And my, my whole point about asking about switching teams is, I look, I, I don't think Lamar has had good offensive weapons around him since he's been in the league. His running backs can't stay healthy. It's just this weird mix of guys that just happen to it's not It's always been torn. that way. It's always been a three-headed right. monster and in Baltimore. Sometimes And they six. never draft receivers because he don't throw that much. But, like, you got Odell, and they're trying to make it a big deal. Like, that's that their Odell's best receiver there. is Mark Andrews and Odell Beckham Jr., who's got nothing left as far as in I can see. In his 30s now. Yeah, yeah. He's nothing. He, he's still – There's a I've reason never why – I've seen a guy live off one play longer than – Fucking Odell Beckham. I guess uh, my, my point is is that Lamar has never had a receiver like Keenan Allen. That's what Allen. I'm saying. There's a reason why Hollywood Brown requested to trade from Baltimore to a team that throws the ball better and more consistently. No, I'm I ain't even buying that. You're an idiot if you're wanting to trade out of there just so you can go play with Calamari. I'm just saying. That's stupid. MVP. <sighs> All right. So we're a little split on Lamar. Number five. Damn, that now, was now hostile. We're, now we're getting uh, – so we talked <laughs> we, we talk about Herbert, too, at five. Like so we it. just did five and six. So that was saucy. Number four, I can't believe he's this high. Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, I did not have him this high. All I'm going to say before <laughs> you guys talk, whoever the hell had him this high, yeah, who had Tua so high? I might see what I had. I Gri- probably had him at three or four. I Mr. Had, Brown had him the highest. I had him at uh, – let's see. I had him at nine. Really? I had him at nine. And I had him at nine because I'm like, it's just the team he's with. The talent, the coach, the mad scientist that is McDaniel. Like, I'm just not, I'm not seeing it. So where did you have him? I had him at three. You do defend that? Yeah, please. Well, I guess, guess what? I'm telling you right now, I we talking about the rest of the season. That's what we're these rankings are right, about. You're right. So guess what? Two is going to ball out way better down the stretch than Justin Herbert is. Would I'm you take right Would now. you take Tua over Lamar? Of course I would. I rated him third. <laughs> <laughs> I'll die on that hill. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, like when Tua has been healthy, he is always done is win games. Period. He, well, if they're not a team with a winning record, no, but dude, what are they? Seven and three? They're, they're a good team. They're just not a great so team. So they just don't play any good teams. No, they just don't win when they play good teams. <laughs> You've lost three games, and I, I get it, but, like, I'm just saying, I, I like what he's doing. Uh, maybe it's because he's left-handed and I'm, I'm I just think biased. that's what it is. We figured Now it, it comes full circle. Right, I should have started with that. Damn it. <laughs> he is the only lefty on the list, is he not? I love no, him. Um, 
Yep, it is, right? I, I, I kind of felt bad for him last year when he got sacked so hard. He started throwing up gang signs. I know, I know. So I, I do I'm, – I'm a little biased towards Tua because I want him to do well. I was also biased because I didn't think he may make it the whole season too because that's yep. just kind of been how it goes. Same reason why Lamar is not higher for me is just because do you trust them to play the whole no, year? Here's, here was my point though. So you asked how I felt about them the rest of the season, and I feel really good about Tua the rest of the season. So – but you got Waddle, you got Tyreek, you got your boy at running back coming back. Oh yeah, Devon on eight chain. They have one of the most dynamic offenses in the league. So if old brother here's to can stay healthy, then he should be you in know, the top five. Mostert's the second highest fantasy running back. I believe that. Eight yeah. chain's still up there, and he hasn't played in weeks. I'm telling you, watch down the stretch. Two will be top five. They're gonna win some ball games, boys. Mongo, Biggie, you got anything to add? No, I mean, I, I I had him at seven. I had two at seven. I didn't have him up in four. But I feel like um, a lot of people aren't looking at him, and he's they're they're going to be a playoff team. Um, he's up there near the top. He is definitely top four in passing. I think it's amazing how it's worked out for both him and uh, Hertz, who's going to be coming up. It absolutely has. Like, like both – but one dude transferred in college to play some elsewhere, and they're both stud NFL quarterbacks. I feel like two is what you said about the Jaguars earlier, where Miami's going to be a perennial playoff team, and as long yeah. as two is there, that's who they will be. Right. I also had two at seven. I feel like he's not in this upper tier of quarterbacks. Chad, I'm thankful and glad that you brought it back to the fact that they're the only he's the only left-handed starting quarterback, and Mr. Brown's left-handed. It all makes sense now. It, the the, the lights, move on to the good QBs. On. All right. Hmm. It's probably not a big surprise, but our top three goes Burrow, Hurts, and then Mahomes at number one. So I didn't have – I think I had Burrow at five. I had Burrow at four. Um, I, I, um, you know, I, I like Joey a lot I, and it's because of the way he's played since he's come back from the calf injury after the bye week. Uh, he's, you know, right now he's the highest completion percentage quarterback in NFL history. Uh, I mean, I, there's a lot to like, and that's my homerism. No, for me though, from an outside perspective for Burrow, he's one of those quarterbacks and I can't remember where I ranked him, but he's one of those quarterbacks that I absolutely look at him starting an NFL game for my team. And I'm like, I'm not worried at all. You feel like you always got a chance. That's my point. Yeah, so like, to like me, T. T. Burrow, Higgins isn't playing tonight, but like you're not like, oh no. I can. Here's my point. I can see how you would argue about me putting two where I put him, but I don't have an argument for Burrow being here. Let's put it that way. So I did not put Burrow in my top two. I think that's Mahomes. And I just Hurt said like to top five though, yeah. for sure. So Burrow's three. But to show you to what you just said about him starting a game this last Sunday, I watched. He threw an interception with under five minutes left, down two tutties. They were such an underdog to win, and they got Joe Burrow at quarterback. And I said, I'm going to throw a few bucks down there on Joe go. Burrow to take – and had uh, – was it Boyd? And Tyler Boyd dropped two huge passes, one being a touchdown. And they would have won that game, and that's what you get with Joe Burrow. So He'll put it in their hands. Yep. I, I mean, he's lights out. I had him – I had Burrow at number two. I'd, I've got him above Hurts. I think Hurts is great. But Burrow, and I respect that. Yeah, I yeah. can't get mad at you're you. You're right. About that. To your point, you can make the argument, and like it's it's hard to argue yeah. back. I'm, I'm not I'm not mad about so it. So what 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 is it about Hurts that you feel like he's missing? I feel like if you change teams, if we do that argument, it's the scheme. Uh, it's not just the scheme; it's the talent around him. Could you imagine? Uh, I would agree. Like Burrow would ball out in Philly. Yeah. All right. Let me just because they're similar. We were talking about Lamar earlier. How does Lamar look if he's on Philly? 
insane. Give him Swift and oh Gainwell. Yeah, kill it too. Rashad Penny, who never gets to play. Man, and an Lamar, actual, Lamar he actually has totally. wide receivers. Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown. Oh, A.J. Brown might be one of the, the yeah. best, hands down. But all right, where, where did you have um, – who was your top two? I had Mahomes and one Hurts at two. Okay, that's what so, I had. So think about it like this, and I'm not even saying – because we got to have a few more years to let it keep going and resonate here. But, like, you have a Brock Purdy. Let's say he starts for the Niners for the next six to eight years, and then you have a Jalen Hurts who starts for the Eagles for the next six to eight years. They're both great quarterbacks, and they're both quarterbacks. It's not going to lose it for you. They just do what they need to do to win that game. So they're not flashy. They just do their job. And I look at both of them kind of similar, honestly. Mm-hmm. The only reason I put Hertz in front of Burrow, Hertz is, you know, the son of a, a father was a coach. He understands the game. He throws an effortless, brilliant ball, just like Burrow. When push comes to shove, Hertz gives you a little extra with his mobility, and that's why I put him No, that's, that's true. He, he's 100%. the best quarterback on the best team. That, that's all I needed to say for having him at number two. I'm with you. I mean, there, you can't really slight him. You can't go wrong with Putting him at number two. All these guys are fucking winners. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It's just like Mahomes, like for everything we've been critical of him, he's still our top quarterback. You know, when I when I look at Hurts, though, just to say one more thing about him, the the one word I think of when I think of Hurts is pedigree. He is a uh, purebred. <laughs> he's a stud. Uh, I, they so love across, showing his squat rack video all the time, that's for sure. Across all our list, we all had Mahomes as one, right? Uh, no, so I think we – I can't – I don't have the top Like Tommy had Hurts as one. Yeah, somebody had Hurts as okay. number one. But he, Mahomes is overall number one. Right. And, and How the, could he not be? Right, and the thing is, like, even when no Mahomes has bad weeks or whatever, you're kind of like – He's like, that's your good week, pal. Yeah, like we, we've already seen it. <laughs> we've already seen that yeah. the, he's timed, uh, tied and true. Like he's that guy. He is good. He's going to win. You, everything you said about like putting money on Burrow at the end of the game, you definitely do that if it's Mahomes. Oh, yeah. You know I mean, he has every intangible you want in a quarterback. The fact is, yes, he's getting paid, uh, what, a half a billion dollars. Well, here's the thing. He's actually not the highest paid quarterback in the league right now. I know that. But I'm just saying, like, a lot of these dudes, like, he's still getting paid, but he's out there still doing his thing. So, like, if he don't sit here and roll off, like, several Super Bowls in the next several years, you know, you'd be disappointed. But he's, he's that hungry, though. So, I'm, I'm fine with Mahomes being number one. How many of these guys on the list are going to end up being the best quarterback in franchise history? Are we in an element of time right now? Where, like, we've talked before, like, when we were in the renaissance of the quarterback, when it was Peyton Manning and Drew Brees and Tom Brady and Philip Rivers and Ben Roethlisberger, and the list goes on, right? Like, so what out of this group, out of these names that we just said, can you sit there and see saying? I don't think it's as good as that. You know, none of them are? No, I'm not saying none of them. I think that was a better group. I, Mah- yeah, Mahomes I'm is not comparing be, the groups. Yeah, You're yeah. right. I'm with you because we haven't seen enough. Right. Mahomes, best quarterback for Kansas City right. ever. Now, he, are, he already is. It'll be between him and Brady, and that's going to be at the end of it. You're, right. the day. You're saying per team, right? right like, but are they going to be the Mister? Like Mahomes I, I already think Jalen is. Hurts is going to be Mister Philadelphia, right? Like I think so. Oh, absolutely. We're all there. You're right. You're right. Burrow's probably going to be that for Cincinnati. Oh, absolutely. The, so, who's the, the best quarterback in Cincinnati history outside of Joe Burrow? Is it Boomer? Boomer. Boomer, Boomer okay. won an MVP, man. How could it not be? Absolutely, Boomer. Yeah. yeah. You look at these guys right now and the teams that they're on, and, that, and that's a good thing because you look at Jarek off with Detroit. When's the last time they had a good quarterback? Sid Luckman? Matt Stafford? 
No, I was a big Rodney Pete guy, win. man. Where are you been? How, how many Rodney Pete's did you watch? How many Rodney Pete's you watch on Thanksgiving, Scott brother? Scott Mitchell. What about Scott Mitchell? So he popped in my head first, but I tried thinking the last time they were good. Mm. I'm I'm like, Joey Harrington. Oh no! I'm like, Here's Sid all I'm Bobby Lane. Bobby Lane. Bobby Dan Lane. Olofsky. All I want to say is, is I want <laughs> my mama stuffing and I want Rodney Pete on Thanksgiving. Mm. Hey, let's. Uh, wait, what are the Thursdays? Because we're not doing a show next week. We're uh, off for Thanksgiving. Taking a week off. Do we do we know what the Thursday games are for uh, the Cowboys? Yet. Always okay. play on Thanksgiving. I'm sure they're on a okay. phone. Somewhere. Somebody want to pull that up? I, I want to open. We know the Cowboys that. are playing. Cowboys we know Lions. the Lions are playing. Isn't one of the games on Peacock? Like something stupid like that? Is it the night game on Peacock this year? I don't know. Or is Amazon get one? Is somebody looking these games up? I'm I'm on my way. Mongo's Mongo there. Way. He's on. He it. might still be on airplane mode, so we'll see if he lands anytime soon. Right. But all right. But anyway, I appreciate the conversation around the quarterbacks. Uh, I, I like the chippiness, fellas. It's, Thursday. It's oh, here we go. Thanksgiving. <laughs> November twenty third. Tune in at twelve thirty p.m. on Fox to watch the Packers and Lions. I like As that. Jared Goff obliterates Jordan Love. I, I like that just because of that, because the Lions, who Mr. Brown always talks about how it's just been miserable on Thanksgiving, I think they're going to destroy Green Bay, right? But I, it's did, kind of up, poetic, did, poetic did, justice. Did you not love tuning in even to, to watch Barry Sanders, even though you knew they were going to lose? Yeah, because he was still going to like. I get love yards. the Lions on Thanksgiving. Yes, it's, it's a tradition. They always wear those throwback unis. I was going to say that, right? Just the the plain silver and like the practice blue jersey. Yes, I, I just have really good feelings and memories of Thanksgiving and with Lions football and Barry Sanders, and then. John Madden talking about turducken. The turducken. It was amazing. At 4.30 p.m. on CBS, Jim Nance. Tony I imagine Romo. it'll be Jim Nance. And Tony Romo. <laughs> and Tony Romo. And Tony Romo. Will, will be, uh, it'll be Commanders and Cowboys. Oh, boy. All right, so we're going to we two divisional matches. Oh, we're going uh, Cowboys and Indians. Not on this Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> Not so fast. <laughs> and the, the Thursday night game on NBC at 8.20. The six and three forty niners. Well, who knows what they'll be next week? <laughs> but right now, it's the six and three forty niners and the six and three Seahawks. Oh, Ooh. Right. so right. we go division, division, division. I, I like love it. that. Like That's that. right, and not so fast, oh, my friend. What on Friday? Oh, wait, there's more. Black Friday, November two thousand twenty, November twenty fourth, two thousand twenty three. That's a Friday. Another divisional game. The Dolphins and Jets, the game that decides whether or not Aaron Rodgers comes back at the end of the season. Ooh, because they got to win this one, right? Or so this working. is the Amazon game, right? They bought the Black is Friday it, who, game. Who has the Black Friday game? It, it, it's it Amazon, be Amazon right? Prime. Ooh. Yes. All right. So, all right. So I was wrong. It wasn't Peacock. It was just the NBC game, probably. I got one question for you guys. This always gets a lot of you know traffic as far as the Cowboys and Lions always playing on Thanksgiving. I love it. Have them play different opponents yearly. I love they the They added the Thursday night game to kind of take away that. Now you got to flex. Any of you guys hate the fact that they play every Thanksgiving? No, not at I'm all. all I'm, I'm here for it. Dude, man. all we do is ruin tradition and get rid of shit. The Reds used to be the first team to play in Major League Baseball. Honestly. They took that from me. I agree with you. It's sad, but like. Honestly, this is one of those traditions for me still that when I'm eating that stuffing and that gravy with those homemade rolls and I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, I feel warm and fuzzy right now watching my Lions play. And it makes me feel good inside. And I'm not a Cowboys fan, but you're getting those unis that are white with the blue shoulder and the white star on it. Oh, yeah. Some turducken going to come out. You know there's going to be turducken. Tough acting to act. And everything is better with gravy. (laughs) It is. I don't know who that was, but still. I liked it. 
right, let's put a bow on this segment. Hey, Cosby. If you could take one thing off the table at Thanksgiving, what's the one dish you get? Cranberry. You don't, you don't like the cranberry sauce. I never eat those. They're always on the table. They never get eaten. I, you know, uh, I'm not, I don't have anything exciting to add. Biggie said um, what I would say. I don't eat sweet potatoes. What? I don't. What's what about wrong yams? with you? No, no yams. We don't have Thanksgiving's yams. when you try those my things. My God, you came over to my house one year and my wife put marshmallows on them damn sweet potatoes. I don't need to do all that. No. I've seen that, that but um, I don't eat it either way. Sorry, no, man. I still ate them. It's just it was a little and over mom, the top for uh, me. I now, eat, Thanksgiving's the only time I eat sweet potatoes. I eat sweet potatoes all year long, man. I, I It's a great source of protein, man. Sweet and potato not, fries. Not super style. Sweet potato fries are nice. I used, to, I used to think someone made the potatoes sweet. Oh, like we, we caramelized it for yeah. like six hours before so, you showed up. I didn't know they grew like <laughs> They're that. different plant all yeah. together. How does the mafia do Thanksgiving? What's your favorite dish? Uh, lasagna. If you don't have lasagna for Thanksgiving, you're not Italian. Okay. Yeah. I can't tell if he's being sarcastic. No, if or somebody gave no. me a lasagna on Thanksgiving, I'd be fine with it. As long as it's like a real lasagna. Like none of that, that stuff is bullshit. Give me some real lasagna and some uh, Italian bread that I can make some lasagna sandwiches on Thanksgiving and watch the Lions. I'm good. I, like, I brought lasagna I like to several, several of Thanksgivings. Nice. Mm. All right. So are you stuffing or dressing? Tea? Oh, wait, wait. Stuffing or dressing? Is that the question? Uh, yeah. We've always done dressing. Yeah. Okay. But it's I, I do too, just because I don't trust myself on stuffing the turkey and cooking the shit on the inside. But like, it ain't like, we're not talking about like no stovetop dressing. We're talking about like homemade dressing. What's wrong with stovetop? I love stovetop, but my mom just makes checking. the best homemade dressing I've ever had. She does make amazing food. Shout out to my mama. Dressing or stuffing, Mongo? Mm, stuffing. Okay. Does it taste that different to you? No. Just, <laughs> just being this has been Mongo in his illustrious <laughs> illustration of uh, how he likes dressing Mongo over just likes stuffing. Mongo just likes stuffing. I always think I want to stuff her like a Christmas turkey. There you go. This is Thanksgiving, <laughs> pal. <laughs> All right, let's take a piss break and come back. We'll wrap up the show. <laughs> Last little tidbit I wanted to get to today, fellas, is if uh, the NBA in-season tournament is going to bring me this type of entertainment, I might just tune in because we got to see Draymond, uh, according to Rudy Gobert, uh, purposely get ejected because he knew Steph Curry wasn't playing. Did you see the chokehold, the rear naked choke? I felt like he hit the nail on the head. Draymond didn't want to be out there because Steph wasn't in the game. So you agree with Gobert on that? A hundred percent. Draymond <laughs> there's is clearly the a fakest tr- there's tough a guy in the history there? of basketball. There is. I know Biggie that kind of has it out no, for Draymond any, a little bit. No, but it's true. Anytime, oh, I, anytime that uh, Steph is out, either he ends up getting hurt around the same time, or he finds a way to get in trouble. I believe it without fact checking. It. I mean, we're watching wrestling now. Is what it looks like. That was. It is. That was entertaining. Did you All see? I know is Gobera and the press conferences. I never tapped out. I never tapped. And amazing how full circle <laughs> we've came since then is because he got old Captain COVID up in a headlock. <laughs> I forgot about Captain COVID <laughs> yeah. when he was uh, molesting the microphone. Yeah, he was the first one in <laughs> he NBA. He was patient zero. Now look at him. Get yep. choked out by Draymond. No one cares anymore. My favorite thing about that, because Draymond's such a bitch-ass pussy, is that <laughs> he got was. him from behind in the chokehold, and then in his unbiased as opinion. Gobert was going, all right, that's enough, that's enough. It's like an episode of Family Guy where Peter has the really big traps, and he's like, all right, tap out, tap out. Rudy's like, I am tapping out. Eh, no tap outs. 
I felt like Rudy like looked okay coming out of this. Like he's just kind of stuck his arms out. Like, are you guys gonna get this guy off? Of no, me? but like, here's the thing: happening? like Rudy's a good like five six inches taller than Draymond. I feel like he's, so he's probably what six seven to seven foot. Rudy's like over seven foot. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Rudy, and then uh, Draymond's like six eight. I think. I feel like that's generous. Yeah. yeah. So but my point is, it's like. I don't think that uh, Draymond would have walked up man-to-man and done the same thing. He had to hit him from behind. That's what I was getting at, and I'm glad you saw what I was throwing down. I love the one you follow a lead. He wouldn't have done that face-to-face because he's a bitch-ass pussy. He he punched old Jordan Poole right in the face, but it was a sucker punch too. Well, it's because Jordan Poole let him know he was a really heavy backpack. Jordan Poole (laughs) also isn't (laughs) 7'1". You know know what Jordan Poole said to him that got him to throw that punch? Uh, no. So, uh, he said, you sit out every time, Clay, or uh, stop, stop. Is that what he said? He should have. <laughs> no, they were talking about because Jordan Poole just got paid and Draymond was making a bunch of money and was up for a contract. Jordan Poole said, damn, Steph. He said, damn, you're a, 30, you're a really heavy $30 million backpack for Steph or something to that effect. And that's why Draymond punched him. <sighs> like, I, if, you're, if you're Clay Thompson and Steph Curry, do you love Draymond? Is he your boy? He is on your team. You'd rather have him than not have him. Like you, he fits, nobody, perf- he fits perfectly with what they do. I don't even think that anymore. I think I think he's worn out as welcome. That's what I'm. I wondering. feel like his skill set even isn't like what he would like be. It's, it's diminishing like, returns now. I do. I think so. Like you put him on another team, it don't even matter. You you can't tell me you wouldn't find another post player that they would rather have at this point in their career that just goes out and does their job and not has all the. Needless drama. Draymond had a nice run where he was a big mouth, but he could also ball. Now the guy won't shoot it. If I'm guarding Draymond and he's where Chad is and I'm five feet off, and he won't shoot a basket. wide open three. Yeah, no, yeah. My point is, I would have taken that uh, last year of Dennis Robin on the Bulls over this current version of Draymond, and Draymond's way younger. Would you I. rather have Harrison Barnes right now or Draymond Green? On the Warriors? Yeah. Ooh, that's nice. I just came up with that all on my own. Just now. I mean, I don't know what Harrison Barnes' well, stats he, are. He used to play on the Warriors, so I'm just bringing it up. I mean, I'd have to look at their stats because I don't have either of them in fantasy. <laughs> but I think it could be just the same situation with Philly where they uh, won by a subtraction. That's what I think, too. Draymond's best days are behind him. He's a mouthpiece. He's living off of PR right Look now. Look how much better the cancer has gotten in Philly where it's it, it's gone now. Now Philly's just rolling because they have all these role players and they're just playing basketball. And you know what's surprising? The Clippers aren't doing so well no. with Harden. It's shocking. They haven't won a game yet, have they, Mongo? No. Who was it? one of you guys? The ones that sent the uh, video was it the Mavericks play-by-play guy? Yeah, that yeah, I sent that. That was lovely, dude. He roasted James Harden, and everything he said was absolutely the truth. And the people just that was on the set with him was just like, "Damn!" And was it uh, smiling uncomfortably? But we know it's true. Who's the crazy NBA analyst? Nick, um, uh, crazy Fury. guys? Not yeah, Nick Fury. Who I'm pretty sure that's who it is. Who? Got an eye patch? No, he doesn't have an eye patch. No. Damn it. We're not talking about the Avengers. No. He's on Fox. You're talking about very annoying Nick Wright. Yeah. Did uh did he call um Harden a retard? Did I see that right? No, that was uh Chris Broussard. It was Chris Broussard. Who right. immediately apologized and said that he <laughs> felt bad because he had a mentally challenged That was like a few weeks ago. Uh, it was, but I just now thought of cousin. it. Cousin. Yeah. 
I, I did watch the playback and like everybody's faces was just like in shock and all. It's like whenever Kanye West was talking to Mike Myers during Katrina. George Bush hates black people. <laughs> it's, Mike Myers just looks at him like, he's Canadian. I have no dog in this fight. Yeah, that's, that's so good. <laughs> oh, shit. If all I'm right. on a panel, I want Mike Myers on my team. <laughs> He'd be great. Oh, Mongo, you got any mentionable things for us? I, I got a couple. Um, so a new Mongo, hold on, here we go. Oh, well, you got to set it up right. It's Mongo's moments. <laughs> it's changed from Mongo's mentionable move- moments because if they weren't mentionable, they wouldn't be mentioned. That's correct. <laughs> oh, wow. A new study looking into what might have killed off dinosaurs determined that it is likely the ancient species were done in by a mighty cloud of dust, a massive plume of dust may have lingered for 15 years, cooled the temperature by 24 degrees, and shut down photosynthesis for two years, according to a study by Natural Geoscience. Biggie, the study took place in none other than North Dakota. Um, They got a lot of dinosaur bones up there, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, this is in the lizard department, so I felt alligator, lizard, that's your thing. Seemed like we bring it up from time to time. North Dakota, we got dinosaurs. Well, it is the frozen tundra. The first ice age has not yet ended there. (laughs) Researchers believe this was around the same period as the Cowboys' last Super Bowl. Oh, I see what you did there. Because it it happened such a long time ago. Such a long time ago. Ken Mattingly, the astronaut who helped Apollo 13 crew return safely home. I saw that movie. Has died at 87. Ouch. It's hard to believe, but guess how long ago that movie was made? How long ago do you think Apollo 13 was made? I would say it came out in 97. 28 years ago. 24 years ago. 1995. Oh, I was off by so two years. What is that? <laughs> 2018. Otherwise Did known I say as. 28? <laughs> so I had it. Otherwise known as uh, around the last time the Cowboys. One of the Super Bowl. Oh, whatever, 95, yeah. yeah. God bless. So there's a theme here. I had a Cowboys fan message me politely uh, <laughs> on Facebook. Really? And, politely? Yeah, politely at first about how biased we were with anti-Cowboy posts. And I, I told him that, hey, it's, it's not us. There are so many posts from people that hate the Cowboys it's just the way it is. If you're going to be a Cowboys fan, there's going to be haters. Then he went into a to a profanity laced tirade on me. Oh, so it quickly went from polite escalated to, quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So guess what? Cowboys jokes this week, <laughs> and somebody <laughs> might have got banned. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Giants' season it wasn't looking so good. Uh, Daniel Jones' season came to an unfortunate end, and then seven weeks later. He tore his ACL. <laughs> oh, they are bad. None of those quarterbacks are on our list. No. So uh, we've got uh, uh, Wallet Hub. They released their top sports cities in 2023. Um, I've got the top three here. Let's see if you all. So what? What city do you think got number one? Number one sports city. In the United States in 2023. Mm, 
I will go last. You go first, Biggie. <laughs> New York. New York is in the top three, but they are not number one. I'll go Philadelphia. Philadelphia is not in the top three. Wow. Really? After the Eagles run and the Sixers being in the playoffs and the Phillies being – wow. I give up. Uh, Arlington? <laughs> not even Dallas. Arlington. Damn it, he got it. <laughs> so, at number three, New York City. All right, that was said. Good job. Number two, Boston. See, I was going to say Boston, but I'm like, you know, the Patriots are awful bad yeah, right yeah. now. And they're not even in Boston. Yeah, and this is talking about for 2023. Right, right, right. The That's Red crazy. Sox. They're did still not second? Do... Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, and number one, Los Angeles. <gasps> oh, yeah, because when I think about just passionate fan bases, it's Los Angeles through and through. Exactly. And when I read this report, whoever made this was clearly – a bas- an NBA basketball fan above all else because uh, number one and number two were based on the amount of NBA championships between Los Angeles and Boston. Uh, clearly. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, fire that writer. A suspect has been arrested for manslaughter. Man's laughter? Manslaughter sounds so much worse than murder, and it's a lower <laughs> charge. Manslaughter. In I the- thought it was man's laughter. In the death of hockey player Andrew Johnson. Oh, yeah, we talked about this. The dude that got, you know, slit his neck by... Sweet chin music to the neck. Yeah, we did. But now they've made an arrest. So this is new news that uh, they've made an arrest. Um, The the article will not name a name. um, But allegedly, it's Matt Petgrave who did a drop kick to the neck with his skates. I wonder how they figured out who did it. Uh, it's some things we will never know. <laughs> but we they've solved dinosaurs. They've solved this murder. But we still don't have the client list for Jeffrey Epstein. No, nor will we ever. No. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mongo's Moments. Oh, I appreciate that, Mongo. We missed you last week. Uh, just to put a bow on the show, I got a question for you guys. Mr. Brown, I know you're a big movie guy when it comes to certain things. There's a new movie coming out this holiday. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. All right, what do you think? What's your initial reaction to the horror movie? Simply titled Thanksgiving like it's Halloween. I kind of, it's hilarious, and I'll probably watch it while I go to the theater. I will not. I'll watch it when it comes out of my streaming service, but I will watch it. Biggie, you have any desire to see this? Hell no. What? Thanksgiving is not a horror movie time for me. It's just that's exactly why we need this. It's never been done. It's a it's a wonderful new avenue so to think go about down. it. Think about it. Halloween's Halloween. We've had Krampus, Krampus. How do you say it's it? Krampus. Krampus on on Christmas. Now we have this to. Men the gap. Bridge, bridge Let's the just gap. be perfectly honest. If you tell the true story of Thanksgiving, that's enough of a horror movie. Dude, Thanksgiving itself is a horror shit show. Exactly. Like, they should tell the story from the point of a turkey. I'm going to tell it from the point of drunk uncle because that's the best thing about Thanksgiving. Oh, no. Just give me the assigned seat that says drunkle, and that's where I'm going. That's it right. saves you on Christmas gifts. That's exactly right. They oh, should do God. like a version of the birds, but it's just turkeys. That's <laughs> I feel like South Park did an episode like that 20 years ago. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Have you ever seen the original movie, The Birds? 
I yes. Have. Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah, I think we, we just all... witnessed it outside, me and Brad. Dude, did. you're not lying. Right. When I pulled up tonight, right. man. There's something going on, and I'm going to talk to you about it off the air. Oh, man. There's uh, the wildlife. Have you yeah. ever seen the happening from M. Night Shyamalan? Yes. Is the birds are going to be? Are birds real? Do you believe that, or are they fake? Are, are they birds like, real? Yeah, like, I've, I've been shit on by once. Yes, they're real. I'm pretty true. sure they exist. They might be drones. Well, they're birds. I'm pretty sure I eat one every Thanksgiving. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're taking next week off as we enjoy the holiday. We hope you guys do the same. Make sure you check us out for our NFL picks. I don't know. You think we might try to throw one together for next week? Just do it remotely? I don't know. We'll, see no, how it we'll do a Zoom call with picks next yeah, well, week. That's well, it. We'll at least bring you that. But we're going to enjoy our damn holiday. You guys do the same. And if I had any advice, man, put y'all's phones down around the table at Thanksgiving and listen to the drunk uncle because you'll get stories for a lifetime. That's all I know. But we appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. Enjoy your holiday weekend. Enjoy your football coming up. Enjoy the Thursday games. We'll see you back uh, at the beginning of December, guys. Until then, enjoy your holiday. Bye-bye. Did he just shit again? That was so Was that – are you okay? Was that you? I it thought was. something was tore. No, that, no, was, that was Biggie. No, that was him. He he threw his voice like <laughs> Biggie. What the hell? His I'm that dude voice. from Police Academy now. Michael Winslow. Let's go. It sounded like it happened on this side of the table. Oh my god! Forget the smell. It sounded like it came out over here. <laughs> I, I'm hoping we don't smell it. He blew his finger all the way to the other side of the table. <laughs>